0: Blog Talk Radio. the day is here hallelujah can i get an amen it is time for the nfl draft we are here we wish we were live in dallas but we're live in the balance studios high atop the balance studios on the west side of indianapolis the 2018 draft is finally here the balance panel of experts is in place we've got Our executive producer, Mr. Rick Riggin. We've got Mo from the BS Sports Show. Joining us momentarily also will be Ed Kratz, our official NFL (laughs) contributor and beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles defending Super Bowl champions. And also, uh, we've got an honorary panelist with us tonight. Uh, Full disclosure, uh, a friend of mine, colleague of mine, but is a diehard Cleveland homer so we're going to have him on here in just a few moments as well to be a part of our live Balance show. But joining us now, Rick Riggett, our executive producer of The Balance. What say you, sir?
1: i say the time for mock drafts is over. Let's uh, get on with the real thing, man. Exciting night, excited for uh, the show, and excited to see who's going to get picked up here, going number one. All types of speculation about who that number one pick is going to be, and we're just moments away from it.
0: Absolutely. Is joining us now Mo from the BS Sports Show. Mo, welcome to the Balance NFL Draft Special 2018. How are you, sir? Uh
2: good. We're not talking NBA playoffs. That's where I came for. <laughs> Very good. Well played. Well played. You know what? Hey, uh we
0: could, we could still probably weave in the city of Cleveland into that. Uh, so in the lack of thereof calls, special rule book, uh, hashtag special rule book for LeBron James, but we'll certainly save that for Saturday. Uh, we will be joined here in a few moments by Adam Jividin. Uh, certainly he is our honorary fan panelist of the evening and also a diehard uh, Cleveland Browns uh, homer. Joining us now, Mr. Adam Jividin. How are you, sir? Hey, son.
2: You hey, what's going son?
0: on, my man?
3: Are you ready? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you I hear am. us? Yes, I can hear you. I've only got okay. – so this headset, it comes with two headsets, but I've only got one in. That'll allow me to kind of do uh, – to, to also, like, take uh, – like, just ca- casually listen to research or things like that. So okay. is, does it sound as good as it uh, did last night?
0: You sound as good as you did last night, sir. We appreciate you being on board with us. Uh, So we were just talking about having you on, our honorary fan panelist, uh, uh, Cleveland Browns Homer. Uh, I know you in full disclosure. You're a friend of mine, colleague of mine, but you're also a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. How did that come about?
3: Um, My entire family is originally from uh, central Ohio. Um, So uh, when you're born in that... Area, you are institutionalized young. Um, you're <laughs> either diehard Browns or you basically like the Steelers. And uh, let's just say that I swung the way of the uh, of of the team that I call my own, even though we have had one, like two winning seasons in my lifetime. Well,
0: we'll see if that's going to change starting tonight. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll kind of uh, go around the table here. We're waiting on Ed uh, from the BS Sports Show. It sounds like that uh, uh, Rick, are, are you with us, Rick? Yes, sir. Sounds like you're making a cocktail there. Can you make one that's for not me? me?
1: That ain't me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway,
1: so uh, we'll kind of go around the horn here. We'll be the uh, uh,
0: So somebody's getting chased by the cops. We're getting, we're starting off, we're starting off dandy tonight, dandy. Let me tell you, we'll start with you, uh, Rick Riggin. Uh, kind of give us uh, your opening statement, with Rick Riggin, our executive producer. Also, Rick will be monitoring the uh, Twitter and chat, so certainly jump on there and uh, send a tweet uh, to Mo. I mean, to, I mean, see, I'm not going to have a problem with these names tonight. To Rick, and Rick will get the chat to us as soon as possible. Uh, but Rick Riggin, executive producer of The Balance, let's get your opening statement, sir. Hey, my opening statements kind of part of my opening monologue
1: here a couple minutes ago. I'm kind of burnt out on mock drafts, you know, on The Balance every Saturday morning. We've done it now every day for a month. Uh, the time for talk is over, and uh, excited to see what, what plays out tonight. And uh, also right now, On Twitter that I just put out, we are also hearing rumors and uh, possible trade talks between the Browns and uh, I don't know who's talking with the Browns, but the Browns picking their number four pick and the Broncos number five pick are taking in calls, uh, testing out the temperature, temperature of the room and possible trades for that four and five pick.
0: So we'll start with you, Adam. What are you
3: hearing about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of similar things. I think a lot of this really depends on who the Browns take at one. I think if they go Baker, Mayfield, um, the quarterback out of Oklahoma, I think a trade is on the horizon. I think if they take Sam Darnold, they stand pat, and most likely take Bradley Chubb if he's available, or possibly the cornerback out of Ohio State, Denzel Ward. Mo, uh, what are your thoughts? What are you hearing?
0: I know you're a little bit closer to Cleveland than, than the two of, the three of us are, but what are you hearing uh, in your ears as well? And I know that you're on various radio stations across the United States as well, but what are you hearing this week about any type of trades with the, with the Cleveland Browns?
2: Well, you know, I'm actually on my way uh, into Ohio to do the uh, Cleveland Browns post-draft show. So, uh, you know, for me, I, I've said it all along that if I'm, if I'm Cleveland and I'm down to where I like Baker, Mayfield, or uh, or Josh Allen, I'd probably draft Saquon Barkley one because one of the two of those guys or Sam Darnold fall to you at four. Uh, I understand wanting to trade and, and pick up more picks, but if I'm a Cleveland Browns, man, you've got to make a splash this year. You've, you've flubbed drafts for the past four or five years, so Saquon Barkley's not going to be there at four, I don't believe. So if I'm Cleveland and I, and I want Baker Mayfield, Or Josh Allen. I think I draft Barkley one and then pick up my quarterback at four. Uh, But uh, the Browns have been engaged in in trade talks. I spoke with Mary Kay Cabot from the Cleveland Plain dealer uh, earlier today, and and they've been fielding calls for about the last day and a half uh, from numerous teams. Buffalo is making a hard push. Uh, for that four pick, depending on what the Jets do at three. So there's some teams interested in it, but they're, uh, it's kind of seeing how uh, how things shake out. So lot's going to depend, I think, on what the Jets do, depending on what Cleveland does there at four.
0: You're listening to the Balance Live special. My name is Tom Mark Lassell, Presidente. I am your host. You'll pay homage to me for the next 90 minutes or so. We'll guide you through this crazy world of the draft. And Mo uh, from the BS Sports Show joins us. As you heard, he's driving into Ohio to do the uh, Browns post-draft show, so he's got his ears to what's going on with the Browns. Certainly a lot of people are talking about what are the Browns going to do in number one? What are the Browns going to be in number number four? And I know that uh Adam, you are been doing your homework and we'll say that you are the Cleveland Browns football, college football nerd of the year. Give us your breakdown, sir. Uh,
3: so I think one of the things is if we're looking at the Cleveland Browns in terms of what does 2018 have for us, I, I think this is the year where the, we, we go out of rebuild mode and into growth mode. You've got the acquisition of Tyrod Taylor. You've got the acquisition of Jarvis Landry to go along with Josh Gordon. If you do add a Saquon Barkley to that, that's an extremely explosive mix on offense. And, and similarly, if you add Bradley Chubb to the acquisition last year, number one pick, Miles Garrett, that is an unbelievable tandem bookend defensive end that can just get after the quarterback for the next decade. That's what John Dorsey was brought in to do, teach this team how to win and build a team that can win big for the next decade after Brady and Roethlisberger retire.
0: Mo, I I tell you what, Mo Everybody's looking at the Cleveland Browns What they're going to do in number one and number four As we talked about earlier in today uh, Other people I talked with today Said that there could be some definite trades Between five and twelve Obviously the Indianapolis Colts lay right in the middle of that You and I talk a lot about the Indianapolis Colts And the mistakes that have been made in the past By by Grigson uh, By Bill And others, but also the successes That the Colts have seen from the draft It's time for the Indianapolis Colts to get Get back to uh, the glory days, if you will, and we have got to get on board. So what what happens, what are we looking at to happen, uh, assuming that we don't trade back, and we stay at number six, what are we looking at to happen at one, two, three, four, and five?
2: Well, you know, I think the, the Colts, what they need to do is, is obviously at this point take the best available player that uh, that helps them right away. Uh, for them, you know, if Andrew Luck is going to be back and healthy and playing football, you've got to protect Andrew Luck. And there are a couple of very good linemen that they could take up top. Uh the passer has been a, a bad spot for the Colts since uh, Robert Mathis retired. Uh, Bradley Chubb would definitely certainly help that out. Uh, and if by chance, uh, you know, some miracle Saquon Barkley falls to you at, at six, you actually jump on that. Uh, I think the Colts, if I'm the Colts, the only way I trade backwards is if I can get rich because there's a quarterback left that somebody's willing to way overpay for. Uh, and, and that could very well be possible. I think that's probably the likeliest of uh, things that happen to this board. I, I really think the Colts probably wind up trading back if there's still a quarterback that falls a little bit. If you see uh, a Josh Allen still available there, uh, I think somebody goes crazy, and the Colts, uh, you know, they they take a, a load of picks to uh, move backwards.
0: Adam Jimadine joins us, our honorary fan panelist of the evening and Cleveland Browns homers. Now, I know you've been breaking this down every which way but Sunday. Break us down, the Cleveland Browns. What do the Cleveland Browns do with one and four? What is your gut feeling? What are you calling right now in our pre uh,
3: pre-draft show, if you will? Number one, Heisman Trophy winner, Baker Mayfield. Number four, I think they get that Buffalo package. I think Buffalo, Arizona, and Miami are going to be fighting over who can get that fourth pick because I could very well see a run on quarterbacks really early. So I think we take Baker at one. I think we trade out of four at 12. You've got the possibility of a Minka Fitzpatrick or a Denzel Warden at 22. I would see uh, Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, or Colton Miller, the offensive tackle out of UCLA, to rep- to replace uh, Cleveland Browns legend and recently retired Joe Thomas. So uh, I think that this can be the kind of the next big figurehead after last year's draft, which so far has looked to be pretty successful for us.
0: Well, the 2018 NFL Draft kicks off is just. A very short amount of time from the AT&T Stadium, home stadium of the Dallas Cowboys in Arlington, Texas. They always do it big in Texas. This is an annual event. But, Mo, what you say? And I've been watching it on the NFL Network and on social media. uh, They've got the red carpet and everything rolled out. It's like the Oscars, if you will, of the NFL. The NFL really has a way of keeping themselves relevant in the the offseason. And they've really built up the NFL draft. And the Combine, for that matter, uh, should, should be a huge fan spe- uh, spectacle. Uh, what are your thoughts about the live event tonight out at, uh, in, in Arlington where the home of the Dallas Cowboys play?
2: I think it's going to be a fun event. It's a cool stadium. It's a cool environment. But, honestly, you know, Dallas and their fans are going to have a lot of work to do uh, to beat that Philadelphia crowd. Last year's draft just felt so much more fun, even the later rounds with how, how insane – Uh, that that crowd was last year that was so much fun so Dallas has got their work cut out for them but definitely I mean the NFL uh, of anybody knows how to throw a a big event and they've turned the draft uh, you know to an event from Radio City Music Hall now to uh, the stadium so uh, they definitely know what they're doing and uh, I hope this Dallas crowd can uh, come close to what Philly did last year
0: well, absolutely, Philadelphia did it up right, that's for sure. And speaking of Philadelphia, we are waiting on Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, defending Royal, uh, Super Bowl champions uh, as well. And uh, so here's, here's what the, uh, the details, the, the draft is the 26th through the 28th, uh, obviously starting tonight, AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas. Tonight, rounds uh, round one thir- uh, starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, rounds 2 and 3 tomorrow at 7 and rounds 4 through 7 at 12 p.m. on Saturday. We'll be talking about both of those rounds on our regular show on The Balance on Saturday morning. Though it may not be as famous as Start Your Engines as we get ready for the month of May here in Indianapolis. But the draft officially begins with the NFL Commissioner, said, NFL commissioner saying with the first pick of the 2018 draft, the, the Cleveland Browns pick Baker Mayfield. Is that, what we, is, that, is that what we think, Adam? Is that what you're saying?
3: Is that what you're, you're saying is, is the law? That, that's been my take, really, especially since the Tyrod Taylor deal. <laughs> why would you draft a quarterback? Or excuse me, why would you trade for a quarterback in Tyrod Taylor that is good with his legs, is highly efficient with the football, and then have to turn around and change the offense again for a prototypical pocket style faster? It just doesn't make sense. So Tyrod Taylor is our quarterback this year. He carries us into the Baker Mayfield, uh, the Baker Mayfield era, starting next season, and then I think really next year the Browns are not looking at, at rebuilding. I think starting in 2019 they start competing for the AFC North divisional crown, going as an aging Pittsburgh Steelers team.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the number two pick, and that's the Giants. A lot of people think that the Giants aren't ready to move past Eli Manning in the quarterback position. A lot of people think that they're going to draft Chubb or maybe uh, Barkley here in the number two slot. I think that seems to be the popular thinking. If you're the Giants, what do you do? What do you do not to mess it up? Most importantly, what signal are you sending to your fans?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, this team is still a team that's built uh, to win. You know, they were terrible last year, but, you know, the defense uh, let them down. They're still a, a very a very good defense. Uh, you know, they, every wide receiver they had was hurt. Uh, if I'm the Giants, you know, and what we're hearing is that the ownership loves Saquon Barkley, but the coaching staff uh, really wants Sam Darnold. Uh, I think that if, if you're the Giants right now, and if I'm a Giants fan, I, I want to see the Giants draft Saquon Barkley. You, you pair him up uh, with Earl Beckham Jr. You got a couple other good receivers in Shepard. Uh, a good tight end. Uh, you picked up some offensive linemen in the off season. So if I'm a Giants fan, I want to see this team try to win now. If you're going to keep Eli Manning behind center, it's uh, it's get him on some weapons. And Saquon Barkley can definitely ease things uh, for Eli Manning and open some stuff up for Odell Beckham and the other receivers. So if I'm a Giants fan, I'm ready to give it one more run and let's, let's pick up Saquon Barkley.
0: Rick Regan, let me ask you this. Uh, You're monitoring social media. You're looking at what's going on in the NFL network. Lots of talk about the Buffalo Bills making some moves. Have we seen anything like that happen? Have we seen any breaking news that you've seen happen on social media since we've been on the air?
1: I have not, but to continue the New York Giants talk, you know, uh, Mo points out some uh, pretty, uh, pretty good things, but the balance ran a poll all this week. Uh, About the Giants, if you were the Giants, who would you take that number two spot? And 70% of our listeners who chimed in on on the poll is taking Saquon Barkley, 10%, 20% taking a quarterback, and 10% other. And one of the others I think would be a great fit Mm -hmm. for the Giants is a guy that's been sneaking into the top five in all the mock drafts this week is Roquan Roquan Smith, linebacker from Georgia, haven't had a whole lot of talk about him this past month. You know, we've been breaking down our, our, our draft and doing our talks. But uh, Roquan Smith is a—he's been a hot commodity, it seems like these past couple of days—and be a good fit for the Giants. But I agree with Mo. If you add him with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in New York and give Eli another target, you know, out of the backfield, or you can even line him up as a slot receiver—that'd be a, a great move for the Giants. And I think the Giants at number two is actually the most interesting pick. Uh, because nobody really knows what they're going to do. I feel like Eli's on the back nine of his career. I think uh, I know with uh, Ben McAdoo, as head coach, you know, Eli's taking a step back, but I think he's also showing some age. And I don't know if this year's the year they try to test the waters on a quarterback, but I feel like it's coming soon, maybe next year.
0: Adam, we'll go to you real quickly. We'll talk a little bit about Barkley and the Giants, and aren't you glad I didn't say uh, broccoli? I, I'm glad I didn't say Barkley either, but because uh, <laughs> it was bound to happen, so I wanted to get it out, out there uh, just in case. Uh, but Barkley going to the Giants, but a lot of people say that, yeah, the, the Browns uh, have a lot of impact on the draft, but the driving engine of this year's draft sets at number two with the Giants. What say you?
3: Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, the thing is, is that the Giants could really go a lot of different ways. You have Barkley. Done, that could be there. They could take Sam Darnold. The other option that I could absolutely see if they want to monetize the selection of Saquon Barkley and, and really get the wrong quarterbacks going is, is the word out of Denver is John Elway loves Sam Darnold. If the Denver Broncos move from five to two, the Denver Broncos can take Sam Darnold. That leaves a quarterback at three and four, either Rosen and Allen or Allen and Rosen. And the New York giants can still pick up Saquon Barkley while adding some additional picks. Really, the Giants and the Browns, both of those teams, are in a huge position to either select elite-level talent or improve their, their overall team, still add elite-level talent, and add some additional draft picks. So I, the Giants absolutely are kind of the linchpin of where this first-round tenor is going to take. It's either going to go quarterback, 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 or you can see it break up a little bit with the selection of Saquon Barkley or maybe even a Quentin Nelson.
0: We're talking with uh, Mope the BS Sports Show as well as Adam Givadin, our honorary fan panelist, and our executive producer, Mr. Rick Riggin. We are still standing by for Ed Kratz. I know Ed Kratz is in the midst mix of doing everything uh, for his job obviously for the Philadelphia Eagles as well but he has promised to join us today but we'll keep moving forward in our pre-draft show we move on down to the number three slot that belongs to the Jets I think popular thinking Mo, that that goes to uh, Josh Rosen and uh, again uh, as Adam just alluded to we might see a quarterback, quarterback 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 Uh, So what are your thoughts in the number three slot with with the Jets? Obviously, I think everybody knows that the reason why they gave away the farm to the Colts was so that they could pick up a quarterback, and I I haven't seen anybody say differently that the Jets are going to pick up, not going to pick up Josh Rosen. That seems to be the, the, the train of thought.
2: Well, you know, I think the Jets were considering Josh Rosen kind of as the prize for moving up to only number three, but at this point, if things shake out, uh, how the talk has been over the last few days, where Baker Mayfield now goes one, and Saquon Barkley goes two. You could have a guy like Sam Darnold fall right in your lap. You know, maybe Josh Rosen is the the least uh, has the least amount of bust uh, in him because he's a guy who I think who can come in and play, but I also think he has the lowest ceiling to where maybe he's a serviceable quarterback but not a great quarterback. So you could have the as the Jets, you could have Sam Darnold uh, fall right in your lap at number three if the Giants don't trade out of that pick and don't take a quarterback. And, and, and Mayfield goes one, and I think a week ago that seemed like uh, there. Was...
0: Go ahead, so no I, I, I apologize. Yes,
2: rug. that's okay. So no, I just uh, I, I think that uh, you know the, the Jets could very well luck out and, and have Sam Darnold fall in their lap, and I don't know if uh, if the Jets are, are prepared <laughs> to have that happen to them. You know, they I think they really zeroed in on Josh Rosen because that was the quarterback they thought was going to follow them. They thought it would go Allen Darnold then they'd take the the consolation prize uh, of Josh Rosen. But there's a very good possibility that Sam Darnold's there for them at three.
0: So joining us now without further delay is Ed Kratz, uh, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending Super Bowl champions of 2018. Welcome to the balance. I almost said Super Bowl special. We're not even at the Super Bowl yet. The balance draft <laughs> special, uh, Ed, Cra- Ed Kratz. And uh, joining us also is Mo from the BS Sports Show, our executive producer, Rick Riggin. Also, our honorary fan panelist, Adam mm. Jividen, who is a Cleveland Browns homer and uh, college football all-around nerd, uh, self-proclaimed nerd as it is. So let's go ahead and get your opening statements. We talked a little bit about what we think that is the popular move that's going to happen now, especially with the latest thing with the Cleveland Browns uh, Adam thinks that uh, Baker Mayfield Will go number one with the Browns uh, A lot of people say uh, Sam Darnold uh, Talk with us uh, about your opening statement About what's going on in round one In Arlington, Texas Ed, are you with us?
2: Oh, hey, yeah Hi, Tom yeah,
4: uh, that's, that's the question for me um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't
0: didn't call you out there. I'm sorry. All right. No, no, I, no. Get a, I get
4: one. I get one. I
0: get one mulligan. Go right ahead, sir. Uh,
4: well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, uh, you know, th- it's been the end of this uh, long draft process here trying to uh, keep everything straight. That was my fault. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm not in Arlington, Texas. I am uh, at the uh, Philadelphia Eagles headquarters here. Uh, I am not in their war room. Unfortunately, I wish I was, but uh, I'm not in Arlington. Um, I, Saw it on television for a little bit before I found a quiet room where I could come and talk with you. Uh, And I'll tell you, my impressions of Arlington, Texas is this draft doesn't feel like it's got all that vibe and energy that it had when it was in Philadelphia outdoors at the Art Museum. Um, I know it's a big stadium. You know, the AT&T Stadium is huge, but, you know, last year's draft in Philly, I think, was very special because it was the first ever outdoor draft, and it was held in an iconic place, the Philadelphia Museum of Art. So, it doesn't have that same vibe, but uh, it doesn't make it any less exciting. You know, it'll be a, it'll be a fun draft. Teams will get better. Teams, you know, they will make mistakes. We'll see who they are over the, you know, once uh, a season or two goes by. But uh, you know, right now it's exciting. It's an exciting time. All the mock drafts and all that stuff is over, and, and it's time to get down to business and see who picks who.
0: Yeah, it's time. It's time to do the real thing. It's time to get. Let, let's let's stop toying with our emotions and let's let's get this uh, let's get this happening so guys we're just about five minutes away uh from the start of the 2018 draft of course uh uh what we'll do is we'll have some opening uh comments from uh, roger Cadell uh, Rick is our official uh, war room monitor uh, today So we're going to ha- have to do things a little bit different One, we're doing this show completely uh, commercial free So we got to ke- kind of keep things moving Rick is going to be in our war room And the aspect of when a pick comes in He will just jump in So when we hear him say the next pick is We just all just be quiet Let him tell us who it is And then we'll break it down from that point And we'll continue uh, going on uh, to our show In somewhere around 9 o'clock tonight, and we'll be able to hopefully get a lot of picks in and see uh, what happens. And also, Rick is also monitoring social media, so if you have a question to get us on Twitter, just shoot it to us, at T-Balance, and Rick will get that over to us as well. And if you want to ask one of our uh, panelists an, a, a question, just give us a call, 917-889-8516. We'll move on down to Adam Jividin, our honorary uh, panelist and Cleveland Browns fan. So let's talk about this realistically. So we got just a few more minutes before we know exactly what the Cleveland Browns are going to do. Let's look at another spin in the cycle. What if, what if, what if the Cleveland Browns go Barkley number one overall?
3: Well, I think the thing is, is they go Barkley number one. I think that sets off a a series of, uh, again, a chain of, of possible moves and deals. I think if they go Barkley one, the smart choice is to stay home at four, take Barkley, Chubb, and then you've got your running back and another defensive end to pair with Miles Garrett. You've got some, some elite-level talent for the next 10 years. That's the thing is I don't really know if the Browns can screw this up, which, trust me, I'm a Browns fan. I know we screw up drafts. That's kind of our MO over the last <laughs> 20 years.
2: But I don't know if they can
3: even screw this up. The draft is really well loaded at the top. The only – in my opinion, the only way they can screw this up is if they take Josh Allen at one. You cannot take a quarterback who has a less than 60% career completion percentage just because he can throw a football 80 yards. You just can't do it at number one. That's the only way they screw this up.
0: So, Mo, let's ask you, how does the Browns screw it up? As As uh, Adam pointed out very clearly, being a Browns fan and a lifelong indoctrinated Browns fan, how did the Browns not become the mistake on the lake in 2018?
2: Well, you know, I, I think what the Browns have done, though, is they've pinned themselves into a corner where because they've passed on so many quarterbacks, uh, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, uh, et cetera, that they have to take a quarterback. You know, I, I agree with Adam. I, I would love to see the Browns go Barkley and Chubb, and what I like Tyrod Taylor. I think he's a quarterback that can be your quarterback the next, you know, two, three, four years and, and worry about a quarterback later. But, I, uh, again, I think the Browns have, have pinned themselves into a, a corner somewhat that they have to take a quarterback this year. Um, you know, it, I don't know how they can screw up. You know, the, the Browns have figured out ways to screw things up when you couldn't. You're like, oh, man, this is foolproof. There's no way they can do it. And they found ways to do it and new ways to do it every time. So I don't know how they could. But, you know, my feeling is that they still could. Uh, but, uh, you know, the new leadership at the top, I, I think, is much better than they've had in previous years. Uh, I think the Browns do get it right uh, somehow this year. Uh, but, again, you know, I, I, I think they go quarterback, and we see what's doing it at four. But I would love Saquon Barkley at one and a guy like Bradley Chubb at four.
0: This is the Balance NFL Draft Special. We're live. We're going to be bringing it to you in real time. We've got our panel of experts, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, for USA Today, we got my executive producer, Rick Riggin, on with us. Mope from the BS Sports Show, who's on his way into Ohio to do a uh, post-draft show, uh, Browns show. And we got Homer... Uh, his name's not Homer, but Homer Brown's Homer. Uh, Adam Jividen with us. And my name is Tom Marcus El Presidente. Mo, uh, we're right at 8 o'clock. Uh, we're going to be getting ready to, to get things going here. We're going to kind of do what we call Homer corner over here real quickly, and we'll let you have the Detroit Lions, and then we'll go to Ed for the Eagles, and we'll go to um, Adam for the Browns, and uh, we'll kind of top off uh, some Colts talk. And by about that time, We should be about to the first pick. And keep in mind, you are the whistle of the game. So when you say the pick is in, you just interrupt who's ever on. I'll have your mic up, and then we all just shut up and listen to you. So uh, we'll start with you, Homer Corner, the Detroit Lions. What say you, sir?
1: You talking to me, Tom? Uh, Okay. Well, I wasn't going to do the Lions. You
0: talking to me.
1: Are right. you they talking were, uh, to me? <laughs> moderate, <laughs> monitoring me on social media. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to Ed with this here here in a second, but uh, it looks like word is getting out that the Browns are going to take Sam Darnold and the Broncos are working on a deal with the Giants to take that number two pick so they can go after Baker Mayfield. So, uh, Ed, at this point, is this still smoke and mirrors, or is at this close to uh, the draft now? Uh, is this a uh, word comes out like this? Is it kind of true?
4: Uh go ahead Ed. Yeah well um we'll know soon enough here. I mean I heard speculation through the day that the Browns might shift gears and pick Baker Mayfield number 1 uh and not go with Sam Darnold but you know if Darnold's been the popular guy that every mock draft uh has predicted that the Browns will take and you know listen Adam touched on it there the Browns have screwed up so many drafts in previous years and and Mo, you made a great point. The Browns have kind of painted themselves in the corner by having to pick a quarterback. So uh, they'll take a quarterback, I would think, at number one. And, I and and you know, I thought it could be Mayfield, but I really think they'll stick to their guns and take uh, uh, Sam Darnold. And, uh, and then we'll see what the Giants do it, too. I mean, the Giants have some holes. Eli Manning's, you know, 36 years old now, I believe. And will they take a quarterback or, or will they take Saquon Barkley, which everybody seems to think that the giants will do take Barkley uh, and and they could use an offensive lineman. I know they addressed that area in the, in the off season uh, with free agency, getting Nate Solder uh, to play tackle, but, you know, Quentin Nelson could be sitting there. So, uh, you know, you know, there's always this drama right before, you know, the draft starts and, Uh, you know, teams sort of float that they might be changing their opinion to maybe uh, drum up some trade interest uh, somewhere down the line uh, with some other teams. So I I just think right now I think the Browns will stay put and they'll take Darnold. And And I think the Giants will probably end up taking Barkley, but I wouldn't be surprised if they take Baker Mayfield.
0: So we'll go straight to you, uh, Adam, as as you just heard that uh, Rick is in our war room uh, and, and monitoring social media, and what he's seeing and what he's hearing is that the Browns are going to stick with what we've talked about all along, and that's Sam Darnold. What say you, sir?
3: You know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm really good, either Darnold or Mayfield. The thing about Darnold, Darnold's the youngest quarterback in this draft, so he needs to sit for a year or two. We have Tyrod Taylor. He is the perfect bridge quarterback. He not only can... Show Darnold how to lead. You can show him how to be a professional. But then it does give us a position that we have locked up for hopefully the next ten to fifteen years, and we don't have to do this anymore. I'm sick of buying Browns quarterback jerseys. So the thing is, is we have an opportunity to (laughs) take Darnold. I'm with Darnold or Mayfield, and then at four, if if Buffalo wants to give up the farm, twelve point two, maybe a third rounder next or a first rounder next year, I'll take that deal. If not, I've got Bradley Chubb. Or maybe Barkley, depending on who's available. And again, you lock up your running back, or you lock up uh, your defensive end, and you don't have to touch one of those positions for a good long while. So I'm really happy. What well, right your thoughts? Go ahead,
0: go ahead, Adam. I apologize. I did the same thing to you that I did to Mo. So go ahead. I, I, no, I no, do it no. to everyone. I go right ahead, sir.
3: I was just going to say, I'm I'm really happy with 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 either way. Um, I think both of them have areas. Um, that will require some coaching up by Hugh Jackson. And really my question as a Browns fan is after two years of one and 31, we all knew that Hugh Jackson could coach. We thought coming out of the offensive coordinator, of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now we got to see, is this the guy? Because if he has this talent around this team, there's no reason they shouldn't vault to you know, five or six wins and get out of this cellar. If they can't, then they've got to move on because one and 31 isn't cutting it.
0: Moe from the BS Sports Show, you're getting ready to to uh, head on over into Ohio to do the post uh, draft show for the Browns. Uh, you're hearing uh, Rick tell us that, that the Browns are going to stay with Sarm Donald. That seems to be the word, uh, Darnold. That seems to be the word on the street. What say you, sir?
2: Well, you know, one thing I, I have to commend the Browns for, uh, and the Giants. It's, you know, a lot of years we already know who the number one pick is going to be. At times, uh, we've seen guys already sign the contracts almost at this point. Uh, I love the fact that we're still guessing. Uh, at draft time. So kudos to both of those teams for keeping uh, us guessing this whole time. Uh, you know, Sam Darnold obviously makes the most sense. I like what Baker Mayfield brings uh, uh, to the field. I, I like his completion percentage. I like the big games he's played in and won. Uh, you know, I, I I don't think you can go wrong with either, but Sam Darnold seems like the pick for the Browns uh, at one. And, uh, you know, I think they see if they can get a haul of picks. Uh, at four, or if Saquon Barkley's there, I think you definitely snap him up if you the Browns. If you can't be good, at least be interesting in the NFL.
0: So Ed, we'll go to you uh, on Homer Corner. Didn't get a chance to get to, to you on that uh, as we're as we're waiting on our first pick again. Uh, Rick will let us know the pick is in, and then everybody just will be quiet, listen to the pick, and we'll go from there, and we'll break down that official pick. But Homer Corner, what did the Philadelphia Eagles do in the draft in 2018, first round?
4: Well, uh, there's a lot of different directions they could go. And, you know, we're going to sit here all night, me and all my media cohorts, and we're going to uh, wait until 11.15 <laughs> if they keep the pick uh, before they make the pick. But you know what? That's the reward of winning the Super Bowl, right? Uh, the Eagles have never been picked 30 Absolutely. seconds before. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different ways they could go. I mean, they could use a tight end who, you know, they lost Trey Burton in free agency and Brent Selleck, they released him. Uh, so they only have Zach Ertz and a kid they liked on the practice squad, Billy Brown. Uh, they signed Richard Rodgers in free agency from Green Bay, but they could go with a tight end. They could go Mike Kosicki from Penn State if they so if they so desire. I happen to think they'll pick one later uh, in the draft, one that knows how to block a little better, which like, like a Dalton Schultz from Stanford who's very good friends with Zach Hurts. They might be able to get him in the fourth round. Uh, with that first round pick, they could go running back. You know That seems to be a popular opinion of a lot of draft people that they'll go with a Darius Geis or Sony Michelle from Georgia because Jay Ajayi's in the last year of his deal. They lost to LeGarrette Blount, the free agency. Uh, and they wonder if Corey Clement, the undrafted rookie free agent from last year can be a featured back. I don't think he can. So they could go running back. He could go offensive line where Jason Peters is 36 years old. Uh, and, and, you know, the, uh, they could quantify the line. That's the organizational philosophy is build from the line out. Last year they drafted Derek Barnett, who was a terrific rookie, uh, got better as the season went on, made two huge plays in the, in the playoffs, you know, and another one in the Super Bowl, recovering the Brady fumble. Uh, so, you know, they, they could go offensive line. They could even go defensive line because Brandon Graham, uh, who caused that fumble of Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, he's in the last year of his contract. The teams are nowhere – the two sides are nowhere near, uh, from what I hear, of signing a new deal. Uh, But I know Graham wants to play out this year and and see what happens, whether he stays in Philly with a new contract, if the Eagles meet his number, or he moves on. He's 30 years old. uh, So the Eagles could go defensive line, maybe a Harold Landry from Boston College, an edge rusher, uh, to team with Derek Barnett for years to come. They could use the safety uh, behind Malcolm Jenkins, who's 30 years old, and Rodney McLeod. Their third safety, who was huge last year, Corey Graham, was not re-signed. He's still out on the street. Maybe they bring him back after the draft if they don't get a safety. But they could draft a safety, someone to be that third safety immediately, and then to groom uh, for Jenkins or McLeod when they're ready to step aside. So there's a lot of different ways they could go. I have them taking an offensive lineman, uh, whether it's Mike McGlinchey if he drops or Colton Miller if he's still there or Connor Williams from Texas. I just think the organizational philosophy is to be strong on the lines, and that's tend to where they go. Uh, But, you know, we'll see. It's going to be a while before we see, but that's okay, because sitting at 32, you know you won the Super Bowl, and Eagles fans are happy about that. All right, the Browns are Absolutely. on the clock. The Browns are on
1: the clock, but, the yeah, Bra- I was wrong. I thought, I thought it was two or three minutes, but, uh, you know, it, it's eight minutes. So, yeah, they have eight minutes until they pick, okay. but the Browns are currently on the clock.
0: So Browns are on the clock, so we'll go ahead and uh, we'll just kind of move around the, the, the deal here. We'll kind of talk about this first-round pick. We'll start with uh, you, Mo, and then we'll go to Adam. We'll go back to Ed. Uh, but, Mo, any questions you have for Ed or any comments you want to make as we set, set back on the clock and wait for the Cleveland Browns to make their first pick?
2: Well, you know, I think that uh, that we see what uh, what teams are willing to pay to take a shot at uh, trying to get a franchise quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot of folks uh, – who don't believe that there is a, a franchise quarterback in this draft. But we're going to see what, what teams are willing to give up to try to move up uh, to, uh, to try to draft a quarterback, and that's going to be a lot of fun because if uh, if a team stands uh, steadfast and waits for that last second, I think uh, a team uh, you know like the Giants or the Broncos or uh, or even the Colts could come out with a, a haul of picks if they're willing to uh, stay patient. So that will be fun to watch.
0: So this is the Balance 2018 Draft Live Special. Myself, my executive producer, uh, Rick Riggin, our official NFL contributor, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and USA Today, in the BS Sports Show, and our honorary fan panelist, uh, and I full disclosure, is a good friend of mine and colleague of mine, but also a very, very real homer for the Cleveland Browns. He is not allowed to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight, but as we wait <laughs> as we wait for the pitch, <laughs> As we wait for the pick of the uh, of the uh, first pick of the of the 2018 draft goes to the Cleveland Browns, are you getting butterflies? What what are you going through? Talk with us about your emotions right now. What's going on? Talk with us about Adam Gividen and, and his uh, uh, emotions right now. <laughs> um,
3: so my, I think my emotions as a Browns fan, I have uh, I, I'm calm. I've got a lot of confidence in this front office because it's not just John Dorsey who who is the person that built up the Kansas city chiefs into what they are right now. Um, But he also has Elliot, Elliot Wolf, uh, the son of Packers um, legend, Ron Wolf. He's got Alonzo Highsmith um, director of player personnel from the Packers. Uh, They've put together a really impressive front office. In addition to have Scott McLuhan who is uh, the former general manager of the Washington Redskins before Dan Snyder went and lost his mind and fired him for no reason. So I think one of the things, that, as a Browns fan, this is the first time I felt uh, in a long, long, long time, maybe <laughs> ever, um, that, uh, or at least since they've come back, that you have a front office that has the ability to make the right call. We're not overthinking it. We're not trying to be smarter than everybody else and trading out of the spot to go way down to select Alex Mack when you could have had Julio Jones or to select uh, a bushel of picks when you could have just had Carson Wentz. They're going to make the right call. So I think whether it's Darnold or Mayfield, I think the way that I look at this, the emotions that I have is, is a very simple phrase. It's Dorsey, I trust. So we'll see. I hope that they end the, uh, the famous uh, quarterback jersey that, that's proudly displayed in in Cleveland with uh, the duct tape um, and and all of the names and hope to have <laughs> yeah, Tyrod Taylor this year and then next year it's going to be whoever this rookie is unless you know who knows Tyrod could could do what he did for the Bills and take it starting quarterback,
0: So go ahead, uh, Rick. What did you say?
1: Oh. I didn't know you could hear me when Michael's on mute. <laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 I was just uh, talking about the, I, uh, I, I, how the I, Browns you're... have had 28 starting quarterbacks since 1999.
0: Okay. Now, just keep in mind, we've got your mic live because you, you're going to let us know when the pick is in and whatever, so we've got your mic live. So we'll go to you, uh, Ed Kratz. Uh, uh, talk with us. You heard uh, the passion in the voice of of uh, one Browns fan who's just ready, ready for it to happen and, uh, and uh, really excited about the 2018 draft. But the Cleveland Browns, if you're inside the war room with the Cleveland Okay, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ed. Uh, if you're in the war room with the Cleveland Browns, what do you what are your thoughts?
4: Well, you know, I, I have uh, I have my television on mute here, uh, and it looks like there's three and a half minutes to go before Cleveland makes its pick. And uh, frankly, uh, I'm a little surprised it's taken this long. Uh, you know, if it was Sam Darnold, I don't know why they wouldn't have just uh, uh, taken that card up quickly and and been you know let's get this show started, but Uh, they're taking quite a while, which, you know, always makes you think, well, you know what, maybe they will take Baker Mayfield here. I don't don't know. Uh, But, you know, getting back to Adam and how his emotions, you know, I know the Browns have screwed up some drafts, but how can you not be pumped if you're Adam and Cleveland? Because you've got two picks in the top five. I mean, how cool is that? You you know, you must have been following, uh, you know, the the senior bowl and all all the, you know, the combine and all that lead-up stuff to the draft. You must have been paying attention to that with both eyes because you know you have two premium picks which is you know if that was in Philadelphia that'd be terrific I'd love that but it also means you haven't been very good but now's a chance to get better if you're Cleveland uh, you know they have picks in the second round they have all these draft picks and this is just a great opportunity if they're this good front office which Adam thinks they are and I hope they are because you you know I'd like to see Cleveland rise up you know the Eagles were the they won their first super Bowl title and you know, there's only a handful of teams who've never done that. And Cleveland's one of them. And, you know, I always root for teams that have never done that because I just think it's cool for a city to experience a Super Bowl. and now having experienced it and living in Philadelphia with the Eagles. I mean, it's just such a terrific uh, feeling. I mean, it really puts everybody in a good mood for months and months. And uh, you know, I would love to see Cleveland get this thing right. Uh, You know, two picks, top five, let's hope they are multiple pro bowl players.
0: Well, absolutely. We'll, we'll go to you, Mo, real quickly. And, and uh, Ed uh, kind of alluded to it. Uh, you know, uh, they say when the jur- jury's out too long, that might mean a good thing for the uh, defendant. Uh, I tell you what, the the uh, Browns are using every moment of the clock. Uh, could this mean that they're working out a trade for the number one pick? Or could this mean that they're going for Baker Mayfield? What If you're to read into the tea leaves, why it's taking so long for them to make this first pick? What is it?
2: Well, we asked how the Browns would screw it up. Missing their pick would be one way. Uh, you know, if they're that undecided on the quarterback, I think you definitely go Saquon Barkley. You know, I mean, if you, if you can't decide right now, if it's taking this long between your quarterback, I think you go Saquon Barkley, the safe pick at one. And you know, and, and for Adam, you, you you can't lose any more games than you lost last year, so that's a one good thing. You know, you're you got to be looking up because you can't lose any more than sixteen. So I think if you're if you're taking this long to decide your quarterback, you go Saquon Barkley, the safe pick at one. But Oh, man. Could you imagine the Browns missing number one pick? Gee, many Christmas. All right. The pick uh, is uh, in. Go ahead, man. The pick is in.
1: Yeah, the pick is in. Here comes Goodell with the announcement. So we'll uh, we'll come to that.
4: I was just going to say real quick, Mo. Yeah, you could do worse than 16 losses. You could lose 20 (laughs) games if, you know, count those four preseason games. Yes, sir.
0: Let's go. Do we have it, uh, Rick?
1: He's announcing it.
2: They took Baker Mayfield number one. Okay. Baker Mayfield. There you go. go. There
0: you go. Baker Mayfield. We'll go right to you, Adam. What are your thoughts, Baker Mayfield, the first number one pick of the 2018 draft to the Cleveland Browns?
3: Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. I mean, what do you say, the dude? You take two (laughs) inches. You put two inches onto that body, and he is not even close. Far and away, the best quarterback. He's the most accurate. He had the most. uh, he, He has pro football focuses highest quarterback rating of college football last year, and it's not even close. I think Baker's going to come in and learn how to be a professional from Tyrod Taylor and use that fire to reignite the Browns and get this passion and get them flying around the field and winning as a team. I think he's the catalyst that we have need to have this reset for the last 15 years because he's, he's not going to get complacent and just accept losing. He's going to do everything it takes to make it better and to make it right. Now, the question is, is now what do we do it for? Because who knows what's going to be available, but we could have a tremendous tag team. I mean, personally, let's just go ahead and, 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 and get Barkley or Chubb. And then you don't have to worry about it unless Buffalo wants to come up. Regardless, I'm just happy it's, it, we've got a quarterback. And sorry, Josh Allen, I'm glad it's not you, man. <laughs> all right,
0: Ed Kratz, uh, Baker-Baker, touchdown maker. Uh, what are your thoughts? First round overall pick for the Cleveland Browns
4: 2018 draft, Ed? Well, I, I two things. First of all, the fact it took so long to pick Mayfield, there had to be some kind of a disagreement going on in that war room over who they were going to take. And it would be interesting to hear exactly who had the final say Uh, on pulling this trigger on Baker Mayfield because everybody thought it was Sam Darnold right up until, you know, 7.59 when, you know, the Baker Mayfield uh, rumors started to, you know, come come to fruition. So it'll be interesting to see who had the final say on this, because I guarantee you using all that clock, there was a disagreement in that war room over which quarterback they should take. Uh, and, And, you know, you talk about the Browns screwing it up. I mean, not to have your, your piece is on the board and have to take the full 10 minutes to decide. We'll see if this is the right pick. It's going to be interesting to follow the career of both Baker Mayfield now and Sam Darnold, who everybody thought was going to go to the Browns. Secondly, Baker Mayfield is just the third player since 1990 to be the first pick in the draft the year after winning the Heisman. The other two were Cam Newton in 2011 and Carson Palmer in 2003. So, you know, just a little nugget to throw out there. We'll go to you, Mo,
0: real quickly here as we wait as the New York Giants are on the clock. A lot of people's eyes have been on the New York Giants. We might see a trade here. We may not, but we might. And a lot of people might say that this is where uh, – uh, don't say broccoli, Tom. Don't say broccoli. Barkley might go. No, I'm just kidding. Might, uh, might go. But real quickly, before we get your thoughts on the Giants number two pick and we begin to our conversations with that, uh, what are your thoughts? Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick for the Cleveland Browns.
2: Well, I know there that there was a lot of uh, back and forth discussion uh, between the Browns. John Dorsey uh, did really like Josh Allen, and the coaching staff, numerous coaches on that staff, wanted Baker Mayfield, and it looks like they won out uh, with the pick there. I mean, you look at the way he played in college, and the the uh, type of competition he played against, the Mm -hmm. accuracy, the the moxie this kid has. I I like Baker Mayfield, Uh, and I think a lot of people uh, were uh, might be shocked that they took him at one, but look at a kid who was a walk-on. He plays angry. He's got a lot to prove. He's going to have to uh, improve some of his skills, not grabbing his crotch on the sidelines in the NFL. Well, that'll be a no-no. But I like the pick. I think Baker Mayfield will be a very fun quarterback in Cleveland.
0: So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll start with a talk with the, about the number two pick. A lot of people, again, Ed, have been talking about the New York Giants. This has kind of been... Really, uh, the best pick, a lot of people might say, well, no, the best pick is the number one pick. Actually, in a lot of reality, Ed, I think the best pick is with the Giants right now because they have some uh, maneuverability, and they might take a trade here. Go ahead, Ed.
4: No, I, I think the Giants will make this pick quickly uh, because I think it's going to be Saquon Barkley, and I would be surprised if, uh, you know, they, they drag on the 10 minutes. I know that, the, you know, the coaching staff, the front office, they were all in love with uh, uh, Saquon Barkley. They were all on the same page. It's a united front. So I imagine this pick will be coming up very quickly. We'll go to
0: you, Adam. Jib it in, and, we'll, and we need to move on. the Giants pick is actually currently Browns.
4: in.
1: And the Giants took Saquon Barkley. The pick, it, okay, the the pick is Saqu- Sorry, Saquon in.
0: Barkley. <laughs> right on cue ed so we'll start with you adam because you are up in next round uh give us your thoughts barkley going number one overall no big surprise to the new york giants
3: you know saquon is a really really talented running back um as an ohio state fan i've watched him for the last three years uh drive me nuts uh, as, as with the penn state running back he's he's really talented the, the issue the only issue that can come up um uh with barkley is he's he can, ha- he can break off those long runs, but there have been occasions where you could tell with Penn State he would get frustrated. Now, is that a matter of line? Is that a matter of just maturity? Who knows? But the thing is, is, Saquon Barkley, if he is truly on that grade of Ezekiel Elliott or Todd Gurley as the running backs that have come before him that are high- highest rated backs, he can really be a generational player for the New York Giants and give them somebody that they have the ability to rely on when they groom their next quarterback post-Eli Manning. So it's really a great position to be in. They've got their their wide receiver in Odell Beckham once they pay him, and then they have Barkley. And you can build really from the outside in and find that right quarterback who fits what you want to do moving forward.
0: Uh, Mo, we go to Mo uh, for the BS Sports Show. Mo, we look at the New York Giants uh, signaling uh, to the fan base that they're all on board for Eli Manning. Uh, This could be the missing piece that Eli Manning needs, wants, and desires. Go ahead, uh, Mo.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I, like I said earlier, you know, I thought this was a team that was ready to win last year. A couple of people had picked them to go to the Super Bowl last year, and they just had a really down year, lots of injuries. But if you're ready to win now in the, the front office and the coaching staff, believes you're ready to win now, Saquon Barkley is the obvious pick. You team him with uh, with uh, Odell Beckham Jr., with Shepard, uh, with a couple of those guys, and you've updated your offensive line. This is the pick, uh, the right pick. And, you know, it looks like the Eagles could have some competition in that uh, East.
0: So we'll go ahead, going over to you, Ed. We need to start our talk to the number three pick. The popular uh, conversation is that uh, Josh Rosen will go number three overall to the New York Jets. Uh, let's start talking about the number three pick to the Jets. What are your thoughts, Ed?
4: Uh, well, I mean, everybody thought May- Baker Mayfield was going to the Jets. They're going to take a quarterback, right? That's why they traded with the Colts to get up to number three and move back. Uh, the Colts move back to six. Um, which I think the Colts uh, will be announcing a trade here uh, sometime soon to move back from the number six pick. But uh, as far as this number three pick, New York's going to take a quarterback again. It seems like every year they take a quarterback and they never get it right. Geno Smith, Christian Hackenberg, uh, that kid from Baylor. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But, you know, it seems like they always take a quarterback. They never get it right. So they're going to take a quarterback and they better get it right. Uh, Price you know, petty. we talked uh, What's that? Bryce Price Petty. <laughs> yes, sir. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Rick
2: oh, okay. uh, yeah, but,
4: So, you know uh, yeah, They got to get it right um, You know, we talked, I think, most of it earlier You know, there's certainly a lot of quarterbacks in this draft There's a, a quantity, but you wonder about the quality uh, So who are you going to go with? Are you going to take Josh Allen uh, With that completion percentage under 60% Are uh, you going to take Darnold now? I, I would suspect that uh, Sam Darnold Comes off the board here Um, They liked Mayfield. Um, I think it's going to be Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen at this pick.
0: Okay, guys, we've got Baker Mayfield gone. We've got Barkley gone. Uh, on the clock is the New York Jets. Uh, they traded up from the Colts, and and, uh, and uh, certainly we'll be monitoring that in our war room with the uh, the moving around. We certainly think there's going to be a lot of moving around between 5 and 12. That's kind of where the drama may lie. But, Mo, we'll start with you, the New York Jets. Josh Rosen, what say you?
2: Well, you know, I, I think that the, the trade was oh. – I think the trade was made – the Jets made the trade with the Colts thinking the hope to get Josh Rosen, that that would be the, the guy left. But like I said earlier, I, I think Sam Donald falling in their lap is the pick they've got to go with. Uh, you know, Josh Rosen, again, seems like the guy who maybe can plug and play right away now. Uh, but I like, I like Sam Donald this pick. I think if the, if the Jets are going to go quarterback now, you've had uh, the luck has falling your way, and the guy who everybody thought would be the number one pick is now falling in your lap at three. I think the Jets has to go Sam Donald here.
0: Adam, uh, that was your sweetheart for the longest time. Uh, the uh, the Browns did not take Darnold to the
3: to the prom. Do the Jets say, "Hey, uh, we'll take you"? You know, I maybe, but at the same time, here is the Jets front office that has had uh, issues with um, taking guys, uh, Christian Hackenberg, that don't have, um, or, excuse me, that have interception issues. I, I could see them be a little leery of that. I think they could. They they want somebody that can step in right now. Because I don't even think Teddy Bridgewater's knee, if you've seen him, he can barely walk even now without a hitch. So it's not like we're talking about someone that they have a quarterback position locked down. So you have to take somebody that you know can step in, even if he just turns out to be Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's a heck of a lot better than Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg.
0: So uh, we got a poll up on the ba- on the balance Twitter. Uh, certainly uh, go there and take time to, to vote. Is taking Baker uh, at number one a surprise? We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, so far, 60% of you guys say yes. It was a percent uh, a surprise. 40% of you say that it's no. Mo's keeping an eye on that as well. Nine one seven eight eight nine eight five one six is our digits. Also feel free to uh, tweet us. Mo's in the war room. He's keeping his eyes on, on the field. If we will, we'll start. Uh, we're we're kind of still waiting. Uh, where we're at?
1: It's it's uh it's Rick's in what the war it? room. Uh, Mo is currently busy going to I like a, an actual going to like the uh, the Browns up post So uh, I'm taking over the uh, war was, room
0: it duties. It was, was bound about. to happen.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, it was bound to happen. And and you know uh, today at the office. Uh, Adam goes, hey, do we need to go and, and do a practice run of these names that might be drafted so that you get them right? Because everybody that knows me knows that I don't get any names right. So, you know, I grew up in a family of six kids, and my mom used to call us all, and eventually, you know, so that's, that's how it works. So we're still waiting on the Jets to make their picks. Rick is in the actually, war room. Mo's on they're
1: the actually, they're actually taking Zan right now. I, I, I got okay, it. It's pick Sam Zan. Darnold.
4: They, they're Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam, I, Yeah, Sam just. Sam Darnold, I got there you go.
1: Yeah.
4: As for being an NFL it doesn't
1: have to wait like us common
0: Mo- folk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know about that.
0: Okay, well, there we go. We're ahead of the game. We're ahead of the game. So, uh... Uh, we're going to give the honors to you, Mo. You just picked Sam Darnold to go uh, uh, to the uh, Jets, and no, number three overall pick. We'll go to you. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? The Jets
2: pick Sam Darnold. Well, you know, I think that they might have finally gotten it right. Again, I think when the Jets made that trade with the Colts, they didn't have enough firepower to move up to one or two, uh, so they traded with the Colts. And I think at that point when they made that trade, like I said, they, I think they were hoping that uh, Josh Rosen would be the guy for them. Uh, you know, to, to have the guy everybody thought would be number one volunteer lab, uh, I think is, uh, is great for the Jets uh, and for their fan base moving forward. Uh, you know, I think Sam Darnold has a few things to work on, but I think that, you know, he's a guy that's very coachable. I think he's a guy uh, that will do well uh, with the New York media. And uh, I, I think he's a guy a, a good fit uh, for uh, for this team. I'm excited to see what happens with the Jets.
0: And uh, this is The Balance Live. My name is Tom Mark Wissel, presidente 917 uh, 917-889-8516 is our digits. Our official cutoff point uh, for the live broadcast for those of you that are listening to the stream. And we do want to thank the affiliate radio stations that are picking this up. Uh, certainly not all of them are. So most of us are listening to us online, but there are a percentage that are listening to us on our affiliate radio stations. So we will lose our stream at 9 o'clock. But we can kind of hang around this nine 9.15, 9.30ish 9 to to uh, do some online talk if needed because we do kind of want to get through at least some of the, the high-priority, high-profile uh, picks. So we're going to go to uh, you, uh, I I Adam right right Uh What are your thoughts? We just was talking with you a little bit about what you think might happen
3: with them picking uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, Mo thinks they got it right. What are your thoughts? You know, the Jets were, were in a really, like he, uh, Mo had said, they were in a, in a in a challenging position where they thought they were going to have to decide between Allen and between uh, Rosen. But Darnold slides down with uh, the my team, the Cleveland Browns, selecting Baker Mayfield at one. The thing that they're going to have to do is be patient. As has been said, he's the youngest quarterback in the draft. He's only 20 years old after he had a great second half of his fresh uh, redshirt season last year had its ups and downs. If you watch the, the, the Ohio state, uh, bowl game, he had some great throws and he also had several really bad interceptions, which which was kind of Darnold's MO the entire season. So the thing is is that the Jets, if they let him sit and he takes and learns from a who is a very intelligent quarterback kind of makes up for some of his physical deficiencies with, with his, uh, with his knowledge of the game, he can, I think he could really be something special that gives them really what nobody else in their division has. And that's going to be a quarterback to build with when eventually Tom Brady decides to hang it up, because I know Tom thinks he can defeat time, but Tom Brady, I don't care how cool or arrogant you are.
0: I love it. So we're gonna. here's what we're going to do real quickly. We're going to go. We get the, the Browns are back on the clock here. Uh, let's start with you, Adam, and then we'll go to you, uh, Ed, and then Mo. Uh, but, Adam, real quickly, let's get your rundown uh, from a fan's perspective. The number four, does this where Chubb goes? And then we're going to go ahead and go on over to Ed. But real quickly, what are your thoughts on the Browns and the number four pick? This is the other mystery sh- slot that many people were talking about. This could be
3: where we see Bradley Chubb go off the board. Go Right ahead. I think it's Chubb or trade, Tom. I mean, it's either Bradley Chubb, and you've got the the Garrett Miles Chubb, or excuse me, Miles Garrett Bradley Chubb defensive end tandem, which might be the best four three defensive end tandem since maybe Michael Strahan and O.C.U. Manura. Um, But uh, or you have Buffalo, who's desperate for a quarterback, gives up the farm. In my opinion, as a Browns fan, I'm not taking that deal if it's not twelve twenty two. Probably next year's first rounder, which will probably be a top five or six, top ten pick at minimum. And who knows? Maybe the deal of the trade or the, the third round pick that we gave to give you Tyrod Taylor. Uh, but Buffalo is desperate for a quarterback. They don't have an option. They have AJ McCarron, and Nathan Peterman, who is Mr. Interception. So you've got to do something, or their fan base, that Bills Mafia, is going to turn on you in a hurry. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at. Absolutely. So we'll go to you, Ed. Uh, obviously,
0: uh, and if you're if you're not familiar with the Bills Mafia, just uh, YouTube it. Uh, you'll 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 find it. Uh, and this I love having fans on with us when we can because we a lot of times Ed and Mo we got to get into the media aspect of thinking of things. But it's fun to hear the fans talk about it. It's fun to hear the passion in their voice. But is this? Uh, you listen to what Adam's saying. Clearly has a lot of passion for his team, Ed. But if you're looking at this from the media aspect, and you're looking at this, and you're in the war room with the Cleveland Browns, what are you talking about? Well,
4: whatever they're talking about, they're taking their good old time again. They're down under three minutes to make this (laughs) pick, and they haven't done it. Uh, You know, uh, and listen, I'm waiting for that Eagles pick at 32, so I want these teams to speed it up so I can get home and get some sleep. But, uh, I think, you know, the Cleveland, uh, I I think Cleveland, you know, Bradley, uh, Chubb, um, is it Bradley Chubb? Yeah. He, he, uh, he makes good sense. I mean, you team him with Miles Garrett. Yeah. On the other side of that line. And, uh, you know, you have your pass rushers, uh, are set. Um, you know, there was a lot of discussion like Adam said of making that trade down the board. I don't know who you're going to trade with at this point. I, I think it would be too prohibitive for, uh, Buffalo to move up to this pick, but uh, I think Cleveland stays right where it is and makes a pick, and it's probably going to be Chubb. Mo, we go to you.
0: Well, obviously,
4: you're going to be doing, uh,
0: for your uh, professional obligations, you're going to be doing uh, the Browns post-draft show over there in Ohio. Uh, Bart says, so there's going to be a lot of talk about this number one and number four pick. Uh, do, the, do the Browns go with Chubb, or do they do, like Adam said, do a trade and go somewhere else?
4: Well, well here, Chubb, I, I got the pick I got the pick, guys. The pick is in. It's going to be Denzel Ward, cornerback.
0: Whoa! Um, wow. That's a surprise. Did not see that happening. So we'll go with you, Mo, because you were up. Denzel Ward, quarterback uh, for the Cleveland Browns. That's interesting pick. Uh, so what we have is two high-profile quarterbacks.
2: Uh,
0: somebody's got themselves some trade bait. Go ahead, Mo. Yeah,
2: I think this was a mistake on the on the Browns' part. Uh, you know, we talked about how they can make a mistake. I think this one is it. Uh, I think Bradley Chubb uh, was the obvious pick here. And if not, uh, it probably should have been uh, Quentin Nelson because you got a guy like Joe Thomas retiring. But I, I think, uh, you know, a-, a tandem like we've seen, uh, when healthy in Houston of like J.J. Watt uh, and uh, and the uh, kid from South Carolina, his name escaped me all of a sudden. Uh, but I think uh, a mistake, Bradley Chubb, I think, was the pick here. Uh, you know, they obviously need help in so many aspects. Uh, that uh, Denzel Ward should help them uh, in, in the defensive backfield But I think Chubb was the, the breakout player uh, That uh, they should have picked for their defense Okay Adam here we go
0: And I, I'm going to tell you one thing I'm not disappointed that Chubb's still on the board As a Colts homer myself I hope he's there at number 6 I hope they don't do anything with the number 6 pick And I hope Chubb is a, the new Indianapolis Colt But you got to look at yourself And say What? WTF just happened on the mistake in the lake.
3: What are your thoughts? Help us understand what just happened, Adam. So, you know, Denzel Ward is a player. uh, He's from central Ohio. Um, NFL teams don't care who you grew up rooting for, but this kid was at Ohio State. He took over that number one cornerback position from Marshawn Lattimore, who was defensive rookie of the year for the New Orleans Saints. And many people felt Denzel Ward played better than Marshawn Lattimore because he did so without the other two first-rounders at his disposal in Garyon Conley and Malik Hooker, like, which is what uh, Marshawn had in the previous season. Denzel Ward is, a, is not as good in coverage as Lattimore. I, I, as an Ohio State fan, I will admit that. However, he's a better hitter. He will get up. He will stick the, stick the receiver you saw, uh, if you're watching NFL Network's uh, um, package, you actually saw him make a tackle in open field against Saquon Barkley. So he's not going to be afraid to take down Le'Veon Bell um, or uh, whoever Cincinnati's got running the ball, Joe Nixon. And so from that perspective, you can lock down that cornerback position. And now the defensive backfield, which going into this offseason season, was a huge problem. Now is a plus. Now do they and they still have, at the same time have Emmanuel Logbaw on the other corner opposite Miles Garrett, who wasn't bad last year in and of his own right. So, I, you know, I, I I understand why. Do I think Bradley Chubb maybe was a better option? I'm not gonna lie, I do. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hurt on Denzel Ward because I saw Denzel Ward single handedly change games in the Ohio State schedule last year. Oh.
0: Uh- Denzel Ward, we'll get back to him. Certainly, we got some news from our our war room with Rick Riggin. What do you got?
1: All right, so what I got is uh, some Rick- Sam Darnold news here. Uh, Sam Darnold to the Jets. Jets are probably going to go to the Super Bowl because Sam Darnold's grandfather's name is Dick Hammer. His grandfather's name is actually Dick Hammer, and he was a Marlboro man in the seventies. The actual Marlboro
0: man. Pretty cool.
1: How about the press? Hey,
0: can I can I ju- can I just say how proud I am of my executive producer? <laughs> I, I I promoted I promoted Rick from the ranks. He, he's been with us for years. He's earned the right to be my executive producer, and now you know why. So he's like, "Hey, come to me." So I'm thinking, "Hey, he's got something uh, great. Got to do That's huge news." Well, <laughs> hey, there you go. Uh, <laughs> well, F- absolutely, F- I was actually. Actually, I was really going to go to you next. I was waiting for Adam to finish up. Adam, real quickly, uh, did you have anything else to say? Because we're going to go ahead and go on over to Ed. But I do, I, Ed, want to I do I have a question I for Adam. The, <laughs> I do have a question for Adam. I thought my executive – go right ahead, right, executive
1: before producer. Before Denver makes their pick. Uh, <laughs> all right, So, uh, all right, Adam, uh, the off-field issues aside, you know, that's doesn't come to play here. Give me a couple uh, uh, of uh, big differences between Baker Mayfield and Johnny Menzel.
3: A couple of big differences between Baker Mayfield and Johnny Menzel. Baker Mayfield off the field aside, um, he's got a higher career pro- uh, completion percentage. Um, he has a higher um, yards per attempt. Uh, he has a, um, a significant better field vision. Um, if you looked at Johnny Menzel, Johnny Menzel had that rookie season, or not rookie season, excuse me, freshman season when he won the Heisman Trophy, retro freshman season, and then he never really improved. Uh, Johnny Manziel was the definition of a backyard quarterback. And if you watch Baker, uh, he sits, he works through his progressions, he makes the read, and he then delivers the ball accurately and uh, in stride to that receiver. So I think, you know, does he need to do some maturity from the – from the crotch grab, and uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, some people in Ohio aren't happy about him planting that Oklahoma flag in the middle of our field. But you know what? If he throws a, a, a game-winning pass against the Steelers, I think we'll get over it real fast.
0: All right, and let's go to you. Let's uh, let's uh, let's reign it in a little bit here. Uh, now that we we have uh, some exciting news from our uh, uh, executive producer, uh, I'm going to take the Go the to me. <laughs> Uh, Broncos pick his head, so we're going to go with you, Ed uh, The Broncos Man, they love themselves some running backs I think a lot of people thought this would be more Broccoli, uh, broccoli. I knew it would happen I knew it would happen Barkley would come in at Ed, bail bell, bell me out of this Bell me out of this, get me off of this canoe Go ahead, buddy
4: Well, can you say Josh Rosen? Because I think he'll be the pick I think the Broncos would be uh, ecstatic to draft Josh Rosen here Get a quarterback that they can groom for the future Uh, They tried Paxton Lynch. The word on Paxton Lynch is he's just lazy, unmotivated, doesn't care to get any better. They took him at 26. uh, I think it was two years ago, back when the Eagles took Wentz and the Rams took Goff. Um, But I I think they'll go quarterback. I think they'll go with Josh Rosen. Just real quick on that Cleveland pick, I don't like it one bit. I think pass rushers are at such a premium, you needed to get Chubb. I don't like the fact that Ward only weighs 180 pounds. In the NFL, you're playing in a big boy league. You need to know how to tackle I'm afraid at 180 pounds, that kid's going to have a future that's going to be a little bit injury, injury pocked.
0: So Bradley Chubb, I'm seeing some buzz with the Bradley Chubb and the Broncos. Is that is that a, is that a, is that a thing, or is that just something that people are talking about on social media here, Ed?
4: Uh, well, I, I guess it could be Chubb. I would I would take a quarterback if I'm them. I mean, you know, are you going to go with uh, Case Keenum as your quarterback this year? I, I don't know. I, I would take a quarterback, but you're right, Chubb. Again, pass rushers to me are at a premium. If you have one sitting there at five that you love, you take them. Uh, we'll go ahead and go to you, Mo. Uh, what are your
0: thoughts as we get ready for the Broncos?
2: Well, I think if Bradley Chubb's still there, the Colts have to seriously reconsider and trade of that six pick because that's something they've lacked uh, seriously in the past few years if somebody can get to the quarterback. If you have a talent like Bradley Chubb there, I think he'll get him. So uh, if he's still there, I, I say if I'm the Colts, I don't trade out of that pick. And i stay right there and take Bradley Chubb. Adam Jevedin, our
0: honorary uh, fan, Homer. Uh, Matt, the
2: Broncos take Bradley Chubb. Do, do we
0: have a
1: – Yeah, Broncos oh, take Bradley
0: Chubb.
1: Oh, Hey. That's going uh, to be dynamic uh, Bradley Chubb all... and Von Miller in
4: Denver. Yep, they they can send Cleveland a thank so you what... note for that one.
0: <laughs> okay, so, Adam, you're up. Uh, whoever is opening up a sandwich or apple or something there, okay. I think we got it. Okay. Uh, Adam, you're up. Bradley Chubb to the Broncos. Not really a surprise. I wish he would have still been left for the uh, the Colts. But go ahead. Bradley Chubb uh, goes to the Broncos.
3: You know, Bradley Chubb, you put him, uh, like you mentioned, with, with Von Miller, with Garrett Wolf, with Shane Ray. Uh, we know that Elway likes to build with defense, which is what he did. It's what won him a Super Bowl. Uh, I think question is, like they said, can Case Keenum – do what he the magic that he had in minnesota i I don't know um Pat Shermer is a significantly better coach than anybody that uh, they have an offensive coordinator right now in denver and i i don't know if he can do it they they may be stuck next year picking low again because if if Keenan gets hurt or can't repeat it, they may be doing this again in a significantly weaker draft at that quarterback position so you know i i don't know if – I get why they do it. He's the it, he's the elite pass rusher in this defense or in this draft. But um, when you've got a quarterback there and you do have a year to groom him, I, I don't know. I mean, I see both sides, but that's why they play John Elway the big bucks.
0: So a lot of people thought that the bron- uh, that the that the Bills and the, there be a bron- there be a trade there, uh, but so let me ask you this: the Denver Denver did not trade. We'll go to you, Ed. Denver did not trade uh, at all uh, with Buffalo, t- and they ended up. So we're up next. The the Colts are up next. People think this is where we're going to start seeing some trading. A lot of people think the Arizona Cardinals will make a trade. So that they can pick up Josh pick Allen from Wyoming, but let, but let, but let's let's be real, Ed. Uh, there's always that social media surprise, and that happened to happen with uh, Josh Allen from Wyoming this uh, this week. But do the Colts hang on to number six? If they do, who are we getting, guys? If if they do, they trade back with Arizona, so Arizona can pick up Josh Allen. What are your thoughts, Ed?
4: Well, my thoughts are the Colts need a lot of help, and they probably should have traded back if there was an opportunity to do so. But, you know, look, there's some quarterbacks that that are still there. And, you know, you wonder about Andrew Luck. And I know, uh, you know, uh, Frank Reich doesn't want to rush Andrew Luck.
0: uh, Uh, We got got breaking news because I do have the scoop for the Colts. The Colts select Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame. So we'll go to you, uh, Rick, real quickly because you're our Notre Dame uh, official, and I think this is a great pick. I don't think anybody's going to complain. And I think they went the conservative, uh, can't mess it up pick. The Indianapolis Colts pick Quentin Nelson. And honestly, I'm okay with that. We'll, We'll get everybody's opinion here in just a second. Go ahead, Rick, because he's from Notre Dame. You get to go.
1: Yeah, it's the perfect pick for the Colts. I, I, I've i been talking about this on the balance every Saturday for the past few weeks uh, to protect you, your investment, which is Andrew Luck. And the big complaint is how he has no blocking and no offensive line when I just went, went out and got the number one offensive lineman in the country. So they are all in on, on Andrew Luck. You know, it, it probably speaks a great deal to uh, Luck's timeline, really, the Luck coming back to play this year, even though the rumors out there he hasn't thrown a, a full-size football yet. But – the Colts went out, and they got their guy, they protected their investment, Andrew Luck,
0: and that is a great hit for the Colts. So we're going to go around the horn here. Uh, obviously, Mo, uh, we, we were excited to see what would happen with Ballard and Reich together. Ursay, Reich, and Ballard together picked up Quentin Nelson. I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. I think this was a signal to the fans that we want to make things right. For, But I tell you what, for Coach Reich's uh, first uh, uh Pick with the Colts, uh, obviously uh former, former, former offensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll get to you, Ed, in just a second. Great pick, Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame for the Colts. Go ahead, Mo. I
2: mean, a lot of people had him ranked on their boards as one of the top two most talented people in the draft with Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, it, it's been insane how the Colts have had a $100 million quarterback and a five-cent offensive line. So it's about time that the Colts show not only their fans but show their quarterback that, hey, we care about your health. Uh, it's it's about time this pick is long overdue. And, you know, I think you've got one of the best uh, players in this draft, in Quentin Nelson. Uh, if, if you couldn't hold on and get Bradley Chubb, I, I think uh, this is a pick. Although it's not super sexy, it's a pick that's going to help the Colts for, you know, years to come. And, and to me, Quentin uh, Nelson is the, the guy that I think that can come in and maybe of this, of this first round be the quickest pro bowler or all pro because the guy is that good. Uh, I'm excited for the Colts with this pick.
0: Well, I, well, absolutely, and we're going to get to you, Adam, here in just a second, but we've got a lot of motion going on right now, so we want to go to Ed. Ed, Quentin Nelson with the Colts. That's a pretty big pick, pretty solid, pretty conservative pick uh, uh, for the Colts, uh, for their pick. I'm okay with it. I'm actually totally okay with it. What are your thoughts?
4: Well, what's not to love about Quentin Nelson? I mean, he was one of the better players in this draft. It's a great pick. I love the pick. And, and Rick's right. You know, so many Saturdays on the balance, we talked about the Colts needing help on that offensive line. And, and like Mo said, it was a five cent line. And that's one of the reasons Andrew Luck got hurt. Now, you know, Nelson does need to work on his pass protection. Uh, he's a terrific run blocker. I mean, uh, you know, I think he's a multiple all pro pro ball player in the making and, uh, you know, it isn't the sexy pick, but offensive linemen are, are never the sexy pick. But that is one of the most important uh, pieces to a football team is that offensive line. You have to be able to protect. You have to be able to open holes in the run game. Uh, and, and I love this pick. I think it's about time the Colts uh, took, took somebody. I know they drafted the center uh, a couple of years ago, Ryan Kelly, who's, who's been terrific at center. Uh, and now this just gives them another interior piece. And, and that's where you have to build your football team, in my opinion, is, is along those lines. Front, front offensive line and the front defensive line is really what you need to do. And, uh, you know, I think the Colts uh, got themselves a player that you're going to see playing in Hawaii or Florida or wherever the heck they play the Pro Bowl these days uh, for years to come.
0: So we're going to go to you, Adam Jeveden, our, our honorary fan, uh, Homer for the Cleveland Browns. I want you to understand sometimes we have to uh, kind of move things around within our, our, our team here uh, as, that we do every week. So we did not mean to exclude you, but Quentin
3: Nelson to the Indianapolis Colts. What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, you know,
3: Quentin Nelson um, is the safest pick that, that Ballard had available. Um, as has been mentioned, he's probably going to step in. Um, and move to the upper echelon of those elite um, offensive guards in the National Football League. Uh, I think, and actually, if you think about it now, with a Costanzo, Nelson, Kelly, Muhort, Hague line, if they can stay healthy, that's not bad. Um, it gives uh, the second-year running back Marlon Mack uh, some room to work, and 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 if more than anything, um, Luck doesn't have to run for his life every every uh, single snap. That to me. Is the pick that made the most sense It's a guy You you, you draft him, you plug him He's there for, again, 10, 12 years You're hoping a Joe Thomas-like career Out of Quentin Nelson, which he's very capable of
0: So we're going to go ahead and go With the number 7 pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers We'll start with you, Adam uh, To give you a little makeup time, if you will But I think a lot of people like Derwin Jones The safety out of Florida State uh, For the Buccaneers What are your thoughts,
2: um actually uh
3: I think Rick's gonna have a trade that's gonna be announced here in just a moment. Go ahead, Rick.
0: Thank you, Adam. Go ahead, Rick. Yep. So the Beers acqu- uh,
1: the Bills uh the Bears. The Bills acquire the uh the, the number seven pick uh from the from the Why Bucks and yes
2: I'll take one.
1: <laughs> that means uh to me that means Buffalo is going after uh Josh Rosen right here.
0: Okay, so that means that we need to go to Ed. Go ahead, Ed.
4: Well, they they could go after Josh Allen, right? Don't they like his arm playing in the bad weather up there in Buffalo? Uh, You know, I thought maybe that they would take Josh Allen, but I I guess it could be Josh Rosen. But, uh, you know, I think that that arm strength that Allen has would play well in the wind and the snow and the rain and all those elements that they get up there in Buffalo. So, uh, you know, it, it could be. Uh, it could be Josh Allen. We'll we'll see. It's going to be a quarterback for sure. And the Bills Mafia is happy about this. You know, they want the quarterback and they got the quarterback. And, you know, uh, there was talk that the Eagles might try to trade Nick Foles to Buffalo and get some of their picks, but that's not going to happen now. uh, Obviously Uh, it could happen with Denver though. Denver might want to get back into the first round at number 32, trade back with the Eagles uh, and and maybe grab uh, whatever quarterback's sitting there, maybe Jamal Jackson. But uh, I think the Bills will take the quarterback. It'll be Rosen or Allen.
0: Well, this is where everything gets fun. This is where the war rooms start going. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, Rick is monitoring our war room as well. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's break this down. I know we've kind of gotten off track of where picks are and this and that and the other with traits. But go ahead, uh, uh, based on what we just heard uh, with, with the bu- Buffalo, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think Ed's 100% right. I think Josh Allen's the pick here. I, I know that they were enamored with his arm uh, in the elements outdoors in Buffalo uh, I think they're shocked that uh, he fell to them to where they didn't have to probably give away as much to move to seven uh, as they would have to move to two or, or four. Uh, I think they they couldn't be happier. Uh, Josh Allen seems like the, the pick here. So we go to you, Adam, and uh, we're still
0: waiting on the official pick is in. So when we get that, somebody let me know, because I only had my alert set up for the Colts. So, <laughs> hey, Well, Goodell is at the podium right, right now,
1: Allen, and see. they took Josh Allen. So, uh, Ed Mo, yeah. you guys are right. They took Josh Allen, that big arm up, up in Buffalo.
0: So Buffalo goes to Josh. Josh Allen goes to Buffalo. We'll start with you, uh, Adam Gividen. What are your thoughts? Uh, the uh, the uh, Buffalo Mafia might be happy with this pick. Go ahead.
3: You know they might be happy. All along this draft process, I've I've never been impressed with Allen. Uh, he's continually, uh, anytime that he would play against uh, high caliber Division One teams, uh, his completion percentage was fifty percent or below. Uh, yes, he has a cannon, but when in the NFL are you actually going to have to throw the ball 80 yards? Uh, The better question is, is can you fit it in a window uh, eight yards down the field when Stephon Gilmore is on the back of Zay Jones? That's the question that they need to ask, and I don't think that can be answered, and they don't really have a bridge guy. They have A.J. McCarron, but I don't know if he's a bridge quarterback or not. You know, could he be a success? Sure, but I think he is the biggest Boom or bust prospect in the entire draft, time will tell, no one really knows. So, guys, before we
0: move on, we want to let our affiliate radio stations know we have about five minutes left on the clock for our live feed. If you guys are listening to us on an affiliate radio station and you lose the feed, don't worry. Uh, we'll have it up on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, uh, and coming soon, by the way, uh, uh, Spotify and iTunes. But for the moment, uh, you're gonna, you can find us on Blog Talk Radio and as well uh, and Apple Apple Podcasts as well. So, We got about five minutes left on that. And, guys, we can run, if you want, on the online broadcast, uh, as far as for a podcast format, for about another 32 minutes. So, uh, just letting you know that that's where we'll be at. We'll probably wrap things up in about. Thirty-four minutes. So whatever happens, happens in the next thirty-four minutes, and we'll try to make that happen. Hopefully, we can keep everybody on the panel uh, that long. So uh, up next, uh, Rick. Who do we have? Because uh, we had a trade with Tampa. I lost where my where we're at. So can you bring us up to speed to where we're at here, sir?
1: Yeah, i lost where it's at too. I don't have the actual picks in front of me here, but uh, I do have a question for Ed. Uh, so. Josh Rosen was always being talked about going top five. Now he's falling down around the uh, Lamar Jackson, Mason Rudolph area. And, and do teams look at at a, maybe Lamar Jackson or Mason Rudolph ahead of Josh Rosen?
4: Well, you know, their next team to pick is the Chicago Bears, and then you have the Forty Nineers, Raiders. They're your next three picks. None of those Thanks teams that. need a quarterback. You're, you're yeah, you're welcome. So none of those teams need a quarterback, right? Bears, Niners, Raiders. They have their right. quarterbacks. It was
1: only so to quit and Nelson might even fall down to the Bears and be reunited with Harry Heisting. Heisting. Uh,
4: yeah, well, that I mean, ain't you happen, know, so you know. Yeah, they don't need quarterbacks now, so. <laughs> no, they don't. So, you're looking at Rosen and, and you know, uh, who else? is it? Jamal Jackson. You know, yeah, yeah Lamar Jackson, would, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, so, you know, Miami, there was talk that Miami, who picks uh, after the Bears, Niners, and Raiders, that they could use a quarterback. Uh, you know, because they're not too happy with Tannehill down there. Uh, And then Tampa Bay, uh, they have their quarterback. Washington has their quarterback. Green Bay has their quarterback. And then the Cardinals, they need a quarterback. So if you're the Cardinals, do you look to try to trade up ahead of Miami to take Rosen at this point? If you're Miami, do you try to get up ahead, uh, you know, so Arizona doesn't beat you to the punch? One of those teams is going to take Josh Rosen. Uh, So maybe they're looking at, uh, you know, trying to trade up one of these teams at this point. Otherwise, the Bears are on the clock, and, you know, I think they probably go linebacker here, right? Then maybe that Tremaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech uh, could, could be their pick here, unless they trade back if, my, if Arizona uh, or, or uh, you know, Miami wants to move up. It's prohibitive. The Tampa Bay, uh, that trade with Tampa Bay that Buffalo engineered, at Buffalo gave up its two second-round picks to move up five spots uh, to, to grab their quarterback. So uh, it's going to cost a lot to make that move. Maybe you sit tight if you're Miami and hope that uh Rosen's there, but if you're Arizona, maybe you try to jump up to you know with the uh, with the Raiders or or uh you know San Francisco and, and pick Rosen ahead of Miami
1: Tom, you there?
4: <laughs> yeah, I think the pick the pick is in, right,
1: yeah. right? Yeah, the, the pick is in. Uh, I, I'm actually looking forward uh, for
4: Roquan Smith from Georgia, or this is uh, maybe Mika Fitzpatrick uh,
2: right yeah,
3: I here. Yeah, you know,
4: we be, talked about them. Yeah, I think it's going to be Roquan Smith. I think uh, it'll be Roquan Smith, the kid from Georgia. They're going to take a linebacker with this pick. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, you know, I, I don't know what they need. they have the two great running backs in Chicago. You know, obviously they're going to roll with uh, Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky, you know, getting a couple of years out of him, and you have that whole new coaching staff up there in Chicago now. It's probably going to be more like a college offense with Mark Helberg, our offensive coordinator. They bring in Harry Heisting and Notre Dame, the, the offensive line coach. Uh, so, new head coach there. It's uh, That coaching staff, to me, just, just it feels like a, a college coaching staff. So, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the Bears are going to do this year. It's probably going to be another down year for them as they're rebuilding. But they're going to go with Mitchell Tr- uh, Trubisky, And
4: Roquan Smith looks like it's going to be the pick right here. Yeah, well, it's good to address the defense. I mean, they needed help on that side of the ball. And like you said, they have some pieces in play on offense. So, you know, why not go with the defense?
1: So we've had some technical difficulties, and it is Roquan
4: Smith from Georgia.
1: Uh, We dropped some people off of our Skype, you know, so, but that's all right.
0: (laughs) That's our national feed anyway. (laughs) Hey Rick, I'm back. Yeah, you know, sometimes that happens when we lose our national feed. Um, you guys lose me as the host because I'm connected to the national feed, so I do apologize for that. That was not really a Skype issue. That was more of a a uh, us transferring over to internet only. So we've done that now. So we've got about
2: a 20,
0: 20 minutes or so, and I know I know Rick said that he has to get out of here at a hard stop. Uh, so. Certainly, we'll continue the conversation with me, Ed, Adam, and Mo, if you guys want to stay on. Uh, is everybody good to stay on for the next uh, 25 minutes or so?
2: He's the
3: best
4: college I've Yep. Adam? That sounds
0: good Mo? to
3: me, Tom. Yep.
0: All right, uh, Mo, are you, I mean, Ed, are you got to drop – I mean, I'm sorry, Rick, do you have to drop off? Yeah, I got some uh, stuff to do here and then uh... – yeah, I haven't even showered
1: after work yet. Honestly, to be honest with you. I have a day job. This isn't the only thing I do during my day.
0: So uh, <laughs>
2: well, we we we
0: all have day jobs. So real quickly, oh, give, yeah. us your final, uh, give us your final give us your final look from the uh, from the uh, war room, and then we'll continue for the next twenty minutes or so with with Ed, Adam, and Mo. Go ahead, uh, Rick.
1: Uh, really, my, my just my look right now is uh, I'm really interested to see what the Niners are going to do right here with Jimmy Garoppolo, what they're going to add with him. Uh, I mean, he he's a winner. That guy's a winner, undefeated. So, And then uh, what Green's going to do at pick number 10, right, Mo, with the Raiders, uh, he's going to build his team up there in Oakland. So, uh, Niners and Oakland coming up here, interested to see what they're going to do. And uh, with that, it's been a fun show, guys, and I'm going to get out of here.
0: We'll see you on Saturday, buddy.
1: See
2: you,
0: Rick. See ya. All right, guys. Welcome to to live radio. Uh, Mo's very, 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 very familiar with live radio, and and Ed has learned, and 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 uh, Adam. Uh, welcome to live radio, by the way. Uh, sometimes uh, what happens. Uh, sometimes what happens is, uh, uh, what happens is you do your actual stream to your affiliate stations. And then they have to drop that based on clocks, based on times. And then, so when they drop that, they just let you know that it's going to happen and it just goes on. So you hope that you can continue moving. Sometimes that connection's lost and you have to reconnect, but nonetheless. We are going to regroup with Ed, uh, our official NFL contributor and our uh, star of the show, if you will. Uh, and we, I promise you, Ed, I won't make you the executive producer uh, for the uh, balance number two. Uh, but 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 Ed, I, I tell you what, Ed and I have have. Uh, have uh, known each other for a long time, a very good friend and a very dear friend, but also a very true professional in the industry and certainly someone that I lean on and count on uh, for the NFL. So bring us up to speed. Where are we at? What's going on? Who's on the clock? And just uh, give us your thoughts, sir.
4: Well, on the clock is, uh, are the 49ers, and uh, it looks like the pick is in. Um, I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, at this point, I'm seeing if I can't uh, text my, my people to see if they can't get that for me. But uh, anyway, you know, I think a lot of the mock drafts had the 49ers going with a linebacker at this point. Uh, and I think a lot of the reason was because of the trouble that Reuben Foster had gotten in, uh, you know, with the allegations of, uh, uh, you know, assaulting. And I think it was his girlfriend. But I think those allegations, I think she dropped those charges. And I think uh, uh, Reuben Foster is now cleared. So uh, we'll see if they decide to continue in that, uh, you know, in looking at a quarter uh, linebacker, I should say. Um, I think that was kind of the popular opinion with Foster in trouble. They still may opt to go that way. Uh, And if they do, there's a good linebacker there from Virginia Tech, who is young, a 19-year-old linebacker, who's got tremendous upside, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, You know, he would be a great pick. For the defense, the 49ers, of course, did go defense last year with Solomon Thomas on the defensive line. Um, you know, so they I think they could go defense here again. Uh, or the, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, did they have enough weapons around him? Uh, you know, last year we saw three wide receivers get taken in the top ten, and this isn't a big wide receiver class, but there's some talent there. You know, could they go wide receiver? I, I don't know, but it looks like the, uh, the pick is in, and Roger Goodell is heading to the podium right now.
0: So, as we stand by for that pick, uh, Mo, what are your thoughts on San, on San Francisco 49ers?
2: Well, the 49ers, I think that you got to protect the quarterback. And, and it looks like they're going to. Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame is the pick. You, like nope. Jimmy Garopp- yeah, you, gotta, you invest that kind of money in a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, you got invest that kind of money in a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. you you got to protect him. You know, it's a lesson the Colts learned the hard way. So, I think uh, San Francisco does the right thing here. Uh, you pick uh, a, a very good tackle. Uh, to uh, help protect your big investment now. I think it was a smart pick by the 49ers. Well, and absolutely, a second second big investment. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
4: The second Notre Dame no, offensive right. lineman in, in the top hit. ten.
2: Yeah.
0: Adam, you know, sorry Nelson, to uh, hey, would you. Yeah, Adam, uh, sorry to exclude you. Uh, We still love you. I want you to know that. Uh, But uh, give us your thoughts, Uh, San Francisco 49ers pick, and uh, your thoughts overall so far as what we've seen with the 2018 draft. What are some of the takeaways, some of the bullet points that we can look at from the draft so far going into round number two, Adam?
3: Um, You know, I think so far the the, the pick of McGuinchy was a really uh, good pick. Like they said, you've got to protect Jimmy Garoppolo. their line uh, is, is decent, but the other thing that they have to, to remember is they have to go against that uh, Los Angeles Rams defensive front seven, which is going to be unbelievable with and Sue and Aaron Donald. So they got to have guys to block them for, for the foreseeable future at least.
2: Um,
3: but, you know, I think the thing that's, that's, that's really interesting here is I think everybody expected a whole bunch of trades in the top ten. And I think what we've seen is it's really hard to make trades in the top 10. Um, those teams that are sitting there that want to get out of those picks want premium value that sometimes teams aren't willing to give up. So I think teams have kind of, in lieu of going crazy with all of the, the trades, have stayed home and, and, by and large, made smart decisions for the most part. Obviously, we'll see how it plays out. Um, but, but drafted dudes that fit their system, that fit needs that they have. Uh, the big question is going to be, I think the biggest two questions, of all of the picks are two of our three quarterbacks. How is Allen we, going to do for the Bills? And we have a
2: trade. We have a trade. Yep, Cardinals are
3: getting over. All right, we have a trade. The Raiders,
2: uh, thanks, Mo. Ra- uh, the Raiders,
3: are,
2: Raiders have traded their pick to the Arizona Cardinals. Ed was right. The Cardinals decided to move up ahead of the Dolphins to come get their quarterback.
0: Oh, there you go. So, who who do we got? We'll go to you, Ed. Uh, that is, you know, I, I've always been the uh, the megaphone of John Gruden, and he owes me some commission. No, I'm just kidding. But go ahead, Ed. Uh, John Gruden's starting to make a statement, moving things around. Doesn't want a quarterback. Arizona wants a quarterback. Who do they get?
4: Well, I, I think they're going to take Josh Rosen, uh, and I think they're going to be very happy to get him at this point. Josh Rosen. Uh, to me, he slid a little bit further than people thought he would. Uh, and he's sitting there at, uh, what is this, the the 10th pick of the draft. And I think that Arizona would be happy to snatch him up. Uh, can you count on Sam Bradford to play 16 games? Uh, you know, for you know, if you're a rookie head coach and Steve Wilkes, you absolutely cannot count on that. Sam Bradford is uh, injury prone, uh, as we all know. Um, so you need somebody that's going to be ready to step in and, uh, you know, Josh Rosen, uh, to me, I think he's, you know, I love Lamar Jackson as a quarterback in this draft. I think he'll take time to develop, but he's got kind of that Mike Vic, <clears throat> Vic clone to him. But I think Josh Rosen is the second best quarterback, in my opinion, in this draft behind uh, Jamal Jackson. So, you know, I could be wrong about that. We'll see. But uh, I, I love this pick for the Cardinals. I think it's going to be Josh Rosen. If it's not, that would be a complete shock.
0: So, hey, Adam, let me ask you this. I mean, Josh Rosen, he slipped all the way down to what we thought was going to be number three to now to, like, number ten-ish. Uh, what are your, your thoughts? Uh, does Josh Rosen okay with that? I'm sure that he got picked, but I don't think anybody saw him going down this far. What does that look like to you? What, what, what si- signal is that sending to fans? Go ahead, uh, Adam.
3: You know, I... I think I think the question with, with Rosen is, is twofold. One, he has had concussion issues in UCLA, and, and concussions are obviously a, a tremendous part of our understanding of the game right now. Uh, the other side of it is I think people wonder how well is, is Rosen going to fit into a locker room. He couldn't move into a, a volatile locker room like what they have with the Jets. Uh, instead, he gets to go to a place where they have Larry Fitzgerald, who is the consummate pro. Uh, they do have David Johnson on offense. Uh, they've got some weapons that, that he can grow with. Now, obviously, Larry Fitzgerald's on the – if he's not on the back nine, he's on the 16th hole. Um, but, you know, he's, he, will, he will be able to guide and show Rosen how to lead a team. Well, uh, assuming that's what the pick is. But I think he could not have moved into a better situation um, at this point uh, in the draft. Um, he was never really an option for the Browns at one. Um, And if you look at the Jets, they may have a completely new front office and head coach next year. Who knows? So he really moved into the best place that he could have gone um, and someone that they're going to be comfortable with for the next, you know, 10, 10, 12 years.
0: So uh, Josh Rosen to Arizona. I think that's what everybody's talking about. Uh, And I don't have the picks right here in front of me as a, as I've been moving around, so if somebody could let me know when we get a pick in. But right now, Ed, we'll, we'll go to you. Uh, the popular thinking is that Josh Rosen is going to the Arizona Cardinals.
4: Yeah, well, it, it would be a surprise if he doesn't. But here, here's the surprise. Arizona, Arizona only gave up a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick to go from number 15 to number 10. So they jump five spots, and Gruden only asks for a third and a fifth. Uh, to me, that's not a good trade for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you probably could have gotten more, uh, especially when you look at Buffalo giving up two second-round picks to jump up five spots. Granted, that was to go to number seven, but Arizona comes up five spots to number 10, and they only have to give up a third and a fifth. I mean, that to me, uh, you know, John, John Gruden just got robbed blind in that deal, uh, you know, because <laughs> – maybe he's been away from the game too long. I'm not, I'm not a big Gruden fan in case you can't tell. I just, uh, I'm going to be interested to see how he does uh, as a head coach. Clearly he, you know, I don't know whose decision it was to make this deal, but to get only a third and a fifth from a team to move up into your spot, uh, it just is not enough. Um, So it looks like the the pick is in. Uh, It's interesting that Arizona took quite a bit of time uh, to make this pick after engineering the trade. Uh, so maybe it won't be Rosen, but listen, it, it almost has to be a quarterback. They have nobody uh, really to step into that spot, and you have a rookie head coach. So why not draft a rookie quarterback? So uh, to me, if it's not Josh Rosen, it will be a shock.
0: Uh, when you, if you guys see a pick, let me know. I'm trying to keep up on it as as much as I can. So if you guys see a pick, yeah,
4: just here, here yell it's, out. it's coming right now. It, it's coming right now, Tom. It should. Okay. Uh it, it looks like it's going to be uh and, and I'm I'm tap dancing. Yep, Josh Rosen. Uh, Josh Rosen to the Cardinals. Josh the Rosen. Pick.
0: So we So we we'll start with you, Adam, because you're up to bat. Adam, Josh Rosen to the San Francisco 49ers. Great backup quarterback situation. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he's not going to stay with the 49ers. Go
3: ahead, uh, Adam. Well, he went he went to the Arizona Cardinals. The 49ers um, they drafted Michael Glinsky, but sorry. anyway,
0: Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> thank you, Adam. I knew it was going to happen, but at least I made it all no. the way off the live broadcast to the internet-only broadcast, and I can actually cuss now, but I won't. But go right ahead, sir.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. You know, like I said, I think this I think is a run. Really this is a
0: Wait, wait. Hey, 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 Adam, real quickly. I'll let our listeners know that this is a running joke between the two of us, that I always get everything wrong uh, with names and teams and all that stuff, but go right ahead.
3: <laughs> yeah, no <a> problem. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, Josh Rosen, like I said, he really went into a good situation. Um, he's got uh, Mike McCoy as the offensive coordinator. He's got Larry Fitzgerald. He has uh, David Johnson they've got a, a decent offensive line. It's it's getting some age on it, but it's it's not bad. Um it, and they need to add some offensive weapons maybe in the second round. We'll see what a receivers are available, perhaps DJ Moore from Maryland or Christian Kirk from Texas A and M. But you know, I think the the key for him is going to be ultimately a scary proposition. That's Sam Bradford's health. If he doesn't have to start game one, even if he just sits for four or five, six games, it's gonna be helpful. <laughs> Give him the chance to kind of learn and see and, and get used to the speed of the game, and then he can be able to come in and be that long-term starter. If he has to start from day one, his rookie season could, be, could, could have its ups and downs. And then the other thing that's going to be big for them is how David Johnson comes back. If he can come back and be that uh, MVP caliber runner and, and catcher out of the backfield, somebody that Rosen knows he has a great safety valve who can still hit a home run, That's going to be huge for him. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think he's – his football temperament will also fit in in Arizona because he's not um, going to – he's not a a fiery personality like Baker. But he's going to – you know, Arizona is a pretty chill place in regards to its fans. Um, But I think it's a good spot for him.
0: So, so we'll go to you, Ed. I mean, Josh Rosen to the Cardinals. I got it right. I think go ahead, Ed.
4: Well, well that's uh you know, there've been 10 picks so far in the draft and four of them have been quarterbacks. Uh, are all four of these guys going to hit? I'd say no. So which one ones won't hit? Uh, you know, I mean, you going to have all four be pro bowl players? I don't think so. So, you know, right now you have to look and say, okay, who's not going to be? Maybe Josh Allen, maybe Baker Mayfield. I mean, you don't you don't know at this point. But somebody's not going to hit here in the top ten. But four of them have been taken. It really shows that premium uh, teams put on quarterbacks. You know, you need to have your signal caller. And, you know, Adam touched on, you know, sitting and waiting. And, you know, a lot of teams don't do that anymore. They put their number one pick right out there. You know, the Chiefs were fortunate they had Smith and they could let Patrick Mahomes kind of percolate for a year, but other teams have not done that. You know, the the Tampa Bay Bucks started Jameis Winston right away. Tennessee started uh, Marcus Mariota right away. The Eagles put Carson Wentz in they right away. So, uh, you I mean, know, these players are picked to play, uh, and the only way to get used to the speed of the game in the NFL is to actually play in a game, and you can do that in the preseason. But, uh, you know, these quarterbacks are making a ton of money uh, right out of the shoot in their first year, You know, any top 10 player is. So, you know, the days of sitting and waiting, I I think are, you know, teams would love to do that. They would love to have the luxury to do that. But, you know, to me, I think Josh Rosen could be a starter day one uh, over Sam Bradford. Um, You know, uh, there's no lock on Sam Bradford. You have a rookie head coach who wants to win. And if Josh Rosen gives him a better chance of doing that than Sam Bradford, then Rosen could be your starter day one.
0: Well, guys, we've got about 10 minutes left or so. Uh, the, the Dolphins are on the clock. Mo, uh, you're up. What are your thoughts? Dolphins, who do they go with? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of options here. Go ahead, Mo.
2: I thought you forgot I was here. Uh, I've, I no, I'm sorry. A I,
0: we had all kinds of stuff going on. I apologize, uh, buddy. Go ahead.
2: I mean, you know, Miami, It it uh, it's hard to say. Do they like Lamar Jackson enough? To take a quarterback here, or do they work on their defense? You know, there's still uh, the uh, the linebacker from uh, from uh, South Carolina. There's still you know guys like Micah Fitzpatrick there. Uh, It looks like that they took Micah Fitzpatrick from Alabama. Good pick, uh, a guy who's uh, uh, definitely a decent safety. I I think it's it's a good pick for them. Their defense was uh, rough in the secondary last year, so. Uh we'll see uh, we'll see if Minka Fitzpatrick can make that defense a little bit better.
0: Well absolutely, and I think even today, Adam, you'll agree with this that we were even talking about the back could be the next uh, safety for the Colts. Uh so the Dolphins pick up uh say uh from Alabama Fitzpatrick. Go ahead. What do you say, Adam?
3: Uh Fitzpatrick's a great uh all around player. The question with Minka Fitzpatrick is is he a safety uh or is he a corner? He's not quite big enough. Um, to be a traditional safety, um, but he's not quite fast enough to be a corner. Um, They can play him similar to how the Philadelphia Eagles use Malcolm Jenkins. Um, But, you know, that's going to be the question. But he's a great leader in the locker room, and uh, he's an extremely intelligent football player. So I think it's a good pick for the Dolphins. Uh, He just needs to be utilized correctly by that defensive coordinator. Um, and, And really they can use him all over the field.
0: Ed, what are your thoughts uh, on uh, the Dolphins pick, Safety Fitzpatrick? Go ahead, sir.
4: Yeah, you can come into the league and play safety. I think that, you know, a lot of teams like guys to come in and learn how to play corner first and then maybe move them back to safety. I know the Eagles are kind of uh, having that conversation about Rasul Douglas right now, uh, who they picked in the third round last year. He played corner this year, but he's got the size. He's a six foot long, you know, he's six foot very long. He's 200 pounds, which. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick is six foot over two hundred pounds, and um, you know he can tackle. So you, you could really play him. Uh, and, I, and I apologize for that uh, car noise in the background there, but I, he could really uh, play <laughs> anywhere. But I think I think teams like when they draft in the in the secondary, like they like to have team, uh, guys come in and and play corner first before learning how to play safety. But uh, you know, we'll see what Minka Fitzpatrick' role will be. Uh, in Miami, I don't know what their corner situation or safety situation is like. Uh, I know, you know, Byron Maxwell played corner last year, didn't play it very well in Miami. Uh, so he may start out as a corner with the eye for moving him to, uh, to safety. That's what they did with Malcolm Jenkins when he was drafted into the league by the Saints in the first round. He played corner for two years and they moved him to safety. And now, you know, he's one of the top safeties in the league. So, uh, you know, you, you start a corner and then you move back to safety and that's what they might do with Fitzpatrick. But, again, I don't, I don't know what they have at safety. Uh, maybe they feel like they have a need, and they will work him at safety first. But he's a heck of a player. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, another, another secondary guy goes, you know, after Denzel Ward, number four, and now uh, make Fitzpatrick in the secondary. So, again, we'll see how the Browns, you know, they'll be compared Fitzpatrick versus Ward, just as all these quarterbacks the four taken in the top ten, they'll all be compared. And, you know, we'll see who hits and who misses in that top ten.
0: All right, guys, we got about seven minutes left. We're just going to go around the clock, and we're going to start with Adam because Adam has been our honorary guest tonight. Adam, we appreciate you joining us as part of the Balance special. we got about seven minutes left. We're going to get final comments from everybody we're not obviously going to be able to cover everything because we're not going to be here as late as Ed's going to be here. and uh, But we'll start with you, Adam. Uh, thoughts on tonight's draft? What are your thoughts? And then we'll go to Mo, and then we'll go to uh, Ed, and then we will wrap it up. But go ahead, Adam. Final thoughts for tonight on today's draft. Tonight's draft. Go ahead. Uh, final
3: thoughts. You know, with the draft not even halfway through yet, um, I, in the first round, I think uh, we've seen – um, teams take, take smart players that fill holes. That's kind of the theme of this year. Very few reaches, picks that are like the, the, the shocker picks, um, unless you felt like Baker was a, a shock at one. Um, but, but it's still filling holes. I think that's the theme that we're going to see. Uh, I think you could see quite a few trades in the back half. Uh, I know Seattle, they need to acquire picks because uh, they only have a first and then they drop down to a fourth. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Eagles trade out because they need to 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 be able to have some, some cap flexibility. So the Eagles could trade out from 32 to maybe like the Browns or the Colts. If there's somebody available and then they can just slide down a few spots and still get a player that they really like. So I think we could see a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, trades come in, in this back half. But so far um, I don't really think there's one of those picks that makes you just go, really? Uh, it Things make sense. Um which is, I think, the, 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 if there's one theme so far, it's that. It's, it, it may be not exactly the picks, but even the picks that may have come in different places, um, the the player selected went to a team where there was an obvious need at that position. So I think, I think so far that's, that's where we're at. And we'll go to you, Mo, and uh, Adam, thank you so much for
0: joining us, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. And if you want to join us Saturday, you have an uh,
3: open-door
0: invitation, sir. But we hope you have a great day, and uh, thanks for joining us tonight.
3: Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you. So
3: we go to you, Mo. Uh
0: Mo, the Raiders I believe are on the clock and uh get the final thoughts and words of wisdom from you, sir. Go ahead, sir.
2: Well, I, I think there was a mistake made in a in a, what are they thinking pick with the Browns at four. You know, we talked how could the bear how could the Browns screw this up? I think by not drafting Bradley Chubb uh at four they did screw this up. You know, you had a guy who by all accounts uh, should be uh, you know one of those top the line players. And I think the Browns screwed it up. If Baker Mayfield doesn't hit, this was another wasted draft, I think. Oh, excuse me, for the Cleveland Browns. So I don't like to pick it four at all. And if you were going to go that way with your defensive backfield, um, uh, the Buccaneers have picked uh, V to V, the defensive tackle from Washington, by the way. Uh, I think if you were going to go defensive back at that point. Uh, okay, that, well, there uh, we go.
0: There we go.
2: That, uh, that Micah Fitzpatrick would have been the pick there. So I don't like the Browns draft. So far. I know a lot of Browns fans are already crowing on Twitter uh, as we get ready to do our uh, Cleveland <clears throat> Cleveland Browns uh, post draft show here, uh, as we're part of the Cleveland Browns radio network here in Ohio, so uh, I, I don't like it. Uh, I will, I'm sure I'll get slammed all over the place. Cause a lot of Browns fans are are happy, but I think the Browns have not had a great draft so far.
0: Uh, thanks, Mo, and, and uh, hopefully, I, I hope you will join this Saturday morning as we break down uh, the rest of the rounds of picks. Where can people find your work at Masterpieces, sir?
2: Uh, you can find me at one The Fan uh, in Lima, Ohio, or on Twitter at Mo Radio Show.
0: All right, buddy, we'll talk with you soon, and have a, yourself a good week.
2: Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Ed. Hey, thanks, Mo. See
0: you. Hey. All right, Ed, it's just you and I. Right. So uh, you need to wrap it up for us. No, give us the well, final uh, words of wisdom. We've seen a, a lot of action today, and so just uh, talk with us a little bit about your thoughts about tonight's draft. I saved you for last because, what they say, save the best for last. Go ahead, Ed.
4: <laughs> uh, you're too kind. Well, we've only seen twelve picks. <laughs> we we've only seen twelve picks. It's true. Uh, you, you, this draft goes for three days. Let me just throw this out at you, Tom. In the Super Bowl this past year, 18 of the 22 starters, you know, with the two teams were drafted in the third round or lower, okay? So that meant only four players that weren't drafted in the third round or lower played as starters in the Super Bowl. So we put so much emphasis in the first round. And, yes, you get a premium player. But now is when these GMs and these front office people, that's when they start making their money is once you get deeper into the draft. How good is your scouting department? How good is your draft board? Because this is a three-day draft, seven rounds. Now it's time to make your money if you're working for one of these organizations. To me, that is an amazing stat that 18 players starting in the Super Bowl between the Eagles and Patriots were drafted in the third round or lower. So, to me, let's not just put too much emphasis on this first round. It's fun. It's great. We all play our – we all do our mock drafts, but there's still – six more rounds to go, two more days left. There's still 15 more picks or so here in the first round. So let's keep an eye on the bigger picture and see who some of these guys are that get picked on Friday and who get picked on Saturday. So we can have our fun tonight, celebrate. We don't know how these players are going to turn out. They look great. You know, uh, they passed the eye test in a lot of cases, but we're going to have to wait and see for a couple years. And then we're going to see. Where you separate the men from the boys in these organizations, and who has the better second day and third day as the draft goes on?
0: Ed Kratz, the official uh, NFL contributor to the Balance and uh, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl champions for 2018 on USA Today, who's going to be up late tonight waiting for that infamous pick <laughs> from the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir?
4: Well, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Kratze, K-R-A-C-Z-E. I tweet all my stuff for the Eagles Wire with USA Today there. uh, And I also uh, try to give out as many words of wisdom as I can, although uh, uh, some people take issue with what I tweet. (laughs) They they come right back at me and I try (laughs) to answer. So, uh, you know, we can have some fun on Twitter. I try to handle it in an adult fashion. uh, and, And if something angers me, I try to put the phone down. And walk away, and you know, count to ten like they, they teach back. you when you're little. If something <laughs> upsets you, and then come back. But uh, I like to have fun on Twitter. So if you want to follow me on Twitter at k r a c z e.
0: Well, we try, we try to retweet you as much as possible, and there's definitely a reason that we have commercial breaks and segment breaks because it wears on one's voice, and there's a reason that we do it at 9 o'clock in the morning as opposed to 9 o'clock at night because yeah. it definitely interferes with my drinking. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> nice <no>, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you, and me love both, brother. Bro. Have a, all right, love you. Have a good one, man. We'll talk with yep. you soon.
4: Yep. Have a happy draft. I'm sure we'll be texting.
0: Yes, sir. Ed Kratz, a uh, very good friend uh, of the show uh, from uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, that is. My name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. Seriously, don't drink a drive. It is a cool. Loves having you guys on board with me tonight for our. F- our uh, NFL draft special. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. We'll see you again Saturday morning. My name is Tom Mark Wassel, Presidente. I'm out of here, deuces. Tonight. Tonight.
2: Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance,
4: or online at www.thebalanceonline.com.
2: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner.